Forspoken is shaping up to be a disaster, and the reviews are actually coming out, even though they tried to limit the review code distribution, and having an embargo the day before also helps to maximize your pre-orders. I'm going to break down the entire situation for you, as well as cite a handful of the Forspoken reviews that are out there. If you're looking for a, a Forspoken review, there are actually some out there, even though they attempted to limit how many people got the codes. That was an initial cause for concern. That was kind of the whole reason that we decided to do this show. And I wanted to give a rundown of everything that happened. Now, I do that right at the beginning of the video so you don't have to go looking for all of the information. It's a longer video because it's a live stream. I have live discussions with the audience. If you want to be here for those, make sure and hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss what is going on. Now, here's the deal. We were trying to warn people about this game from really early on. Early pieces of footage came out, early pieces of the voice acting came out, and many of us were saying, what on earth is going on with this game? It seems kind of bad. It seems kind of uninspired and generic. Then new gameplay started to really focus on the combat, and I started saying, some of the animations seem a little funky, and there's so many particle effects on the screen that when you zoom in on them, you can literally see tech like Tetris-like blocks in the animations. Concerns about performance were there. We get a Forspoken demo, which I honestly was surprised that they decided to do this, and the Forspoken demo performance got a lot of mediocre response. It wasn't performing all that well. This is supposed to be a next-gen title, and if you looked at Digital Foundry and even one of my previous videos, the focal point was... 30 FPS was where this game was landing virtually everywhere, even when it tried to hit 60, it was struggling to maintain that 60 frames per second in the fights, and the battles, and in the traversal, which, that's kind of the centerpiece of the game. Then the PC requirements come out. So, Forspoken's PC requirements come out, we get told that, you know, we're, we're blowing it out of proportion, but it looks incredibly poorly optimized. People are concerned that, you know, you're going to need an insanely good computer just to run this thing. Then, Twitter on Friday, the the Friday before the game was coming out, SkillUp tweeted out that he had not received a review code for the game, but he was aware that that was common. Sometimes you just get passed over. But he said seven other major outlets and YouTubers had been passed over. Then we had some pretty big folks weighing in and saying, yeah, we didn't get review codes either. GameRevolution.com reported saying, staff members from various sites, along with prominent YouTube game critic SkillUp, have revealed that they haven't received a code for the game, despite reviews set to go live just one day before launch on the 24th skill up calling it a huge red flag now my own experience i had somebody reach out on behalf of the pr team at square enix there was a marketing firm this is very common they will use marketing teams to distribute the codes they offered me a code and said the embargo would drop 9 a.m eastern on monday which is like i don't know 20 or 30 minutes before i go live every day and that's when all the reviews started hitting I never got my code. I kept emailing back. I said, hey, you know, I only have so much time to record and play the game, and they never got back to me. Now, I don't know if they went and checked and saw my coverage after the fact. I had a Forspoken gameplay demo stream, and the first hour or so, I was having a pretty good time. Maybe they saw that and thought, oh, this would be a great guy to send the code to, but then my most recent coverage where I said, man, I'm concerned about this game's performance. My thumbnail had 30 FPS on it. 
maybe they decided not to give me one. I don't know if they re-audited the channel or what. Now we have other people weighing in saying when they did not get their codes, it starts to really make you wonder. Andy Robinson from VGC had the following to say on Twitter. Looks like VGC sadly won't be publishing a Forspoken review on Monday since Square Enix has decided not to supply us with a code. That's an extremely rare occurrence for us, so read into that how you like. So VGC isn't some like drama farming YouTuber that they thought was all going to give them a bad, you know, a bad review or something. Skill up tends to be, I think, very fair in his reviews. The editor in chief at the escapist magazine chimed in, said they didn't receive a code. Jez Corden from windows central said, yep, we didn't get a code either. So if they're not getting codes at that size and at that trustworthiness in the market why on earth am i getting offered codes and then i didn't even get one keep in mind they're actively patching the forespoken demo all the way up until the release date this means that the forespoken demo is not some super ancient old build of the game it's basically the launch version of the game if you're going to receive feedback and input from performance issues to gameplay issues in the forespoken demo well, then that means we're, we're, we're playing the genuine article for the most part. That's why they would be patching it. That's a huge cause for concern because the Forspoken demo was extremely rough. And many times I think people look at demos and betas and they're lulled into some false sense of security. And they're like, well, it's just a demo. It's just a beta. It's, a, you know, of course, it's supposed to be rough. And Digital Foundry made allowances for that. They said, listen. It's pretty common for games like this in their early stages or in demos and stuff to have some of these issues. So what can we conclude at this point? I'm going to reference a bunch of the reviews at the end of this opening segment. But before I do, I really want to stress that review outlets and YouTubers were not responding with entitlement. I think that's a total false narrative if you're trying to say that oh these outlets and these youtubers are acting entitled to codes no they're not it's totally fair i think to express disappointment as well as concern when an industry standard practice just isn't happening especially with long-standing outlets like vgc and others if a game is even remotely above average a lot of these review outlets are pretty generous you're going to be shocked at how ungenerous some of the more generous outlets were with this game i mean a lot of the times if your game's like slightly above average you know you'll be getting sevens and eights from some of these people okay most of the responses that i saw were fair these weren't reactionary angry tweets they were just like this is a little odd. I mean, I you know, I've got plenty of other games to record and projects to work on. So, I you know, I think that the responses were fair. Entire channels and organizations have formed around gaming news, previews, and early access to reviews. This is a symbiotic relationship and devs can properly leverage it and it can be very good for their game. Now, the other thing I think we can conclude from this, this game's going to have a rough launch. The reviews are already coming in. They're not looking good, even from the outlets that were given codes or trusted with this game in its early state or early access. It's not looking very good, okay? This isn't me being a hater. This is very easy easy at this point. It's a reasonable expectation at this point for for Spoken to have a rough 
launch. It doesn't mean that the game is super awful and terrible and that you should boycott it, but you should go into this with your eyes wide open about the quality of the game you're going to be receiving. Even if they fix performance issues from the demo or some of the performance issues cited by review outlets, there's elements to the games that I think this game is just going to fall short. The dialogue, the voice acting, the leaked footage is not putting this game in a great light. About an hour's worth of footage leaked. Somebody even leaked, I think, the final boss fight. That has been since taken down. And the voice acting chatter is so bad, they actually give you an option in the game to turn it down to minimal because apparently the main character in the cuff just won't shut up. They're just constantly talking. There's big divides and discourse and disagreements about whether or not the main voice actor and character and writing is good or bad. That is obviously subjective, but I'm going to put forward a theory in a moment about how I think indie titles are playing a role here. But before I get to that theory about indie titles, I do want to say that I also think the combat in this game will likely not land with people. The demo felt clunky, it wasn't intuitive, it didn't really feel good to play, it didn't feel like I enjoyed it, I wanted to keep like backing out basically of every fight because it sort of felt like I was constantly in this weird loop of just awkward controls waiting on refreshes and stuff. Some people I think are going to end up liking it, but I found the combat to be extremely lacking, and the combat and the traversal are a centerpiece for the game it's 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 a reason to play it i do think that the gaming industry has evolved in both good and bad ways i think oftentimes early reviews and previews can be both good and bad i think the good aspects of this is that we now have at least some nebulous loose form of quality control and this is actually helpful you can look right now at reviews you can look at the fact that they decided to skip out on certain outlets and youtubers and you can pretty much draw conclusions from that at the very least the conclusion you can draw from that is i should be cautious when approaching this game maybe i should wait a week or two and see what people say Previews and reviews will always be subjective and certain outlets and YouTubers do seem to play nice sometimes to keep in a good relationship. But I think overall, there is a general consensus that can be had when games like this come out. You can see the, 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 at least some level of the quality that you're going to be getting. Obviously, some bad aspects of this is that gamers and outlets have the power to harm a game's launch if they're a very large YouTuber or a very large and trustworthy outlet, but I generally don't think that happens unjustly. If your game is good, if your game is solid quality, I can't see YouTubers and outlets being able to tank your game just because they don't like you or don't like the game's message or something. I don't see that happening. Anybody that wants to attempt to blame their game success on unjust reviews, I don't think that is a pattern that is demonstrable in the industry. Overall, I think this is another opportunity for the industry to grow and see that informed consumers is a minimum ground level expectation. People want to be informed about the quality of your game. Distribute the review codes, let the outlets and YouTubers play it and review it, and you probably stand to do well if your game is good, okay? Now, here's the other thing we got to conclude from this. We are not out of the development hell of the sickie, and this is what I mean. The sickie created a shadow over the industry, both in tech and other 
places within economic structures of struggling to get their hands on parts and pieces. We're not out of the reaches of that shadow yet, okay? Any game that launches in 2023 is likely to fall potentially into one of these pits. Forspoken is not going to be the only game to launch this year with struggles or disappointments. I think that we're going to see more games continue to launch that had some of their development halted or harmed in 2020 and 2021. We're not out of the woods yet, as it were. We're in a valley between console generations as well, which sort of compounds the problem. They're trying to create new cool things for you to experience with the graphics, and that's also, I think, intersecting with the fact that a couple of years ago, some of these projects were probably significantly hampered by everything that happened globally. Now, I also want to make a point about indie titles. This is something that I don't necessarily think is in the frame for some people, but I think it needs to be considered. I think indie titles are making things hard on AA and AAA games. The quality and value of indie games has had a meteoric rise in the last couple of years. In an indirect way, this is raising the expectations of gamers when they approach anything that looks like AAA or AA. New IPs are likely to struggle to get traction because of established IPs, they're more reliable, but also because they're probably going to get less money and have a big budget for amazing voice acting, amazing writing, high-level production. They're going to cut costs on those things. You're going to come from an indie game and you're going to expect every game that looks like this to have God of War level voice acting and writing, and that expectation isn't necessarily fair but it's understandable. People expect that chasm between indie titles that are 20 or $30 and AAA titles, AA titles that are $70. They're expecting it to be significantly better. A weird pendulum swing from the indie game renaissance in an increased challenge for breakout games and new IPs and mid-lane budgeted games. We are in what I consider to be an indie game renaissance. It's this huge resurgence and rebirth of the indie studio, as well as really amazing indie titles, and it's creating an odd pendulum swing of really, really high expectations for anything that looks like Forspoken. Now, reviews are landing in the mid to poor range. ComingSoon.net describes Forspoken as a deeply flawed experience that jumps from gripping highs to embarrassing lows while all too often occupying the the mundane between those extremes. ACG on YouTube described the fights as Vaseline-smeared battles. GameSpot.com gave it a 5, calling it mediocre. They said the good movement in some areas can be frenetic and fun, especially in the latter half of the game when you have more navigational magic abilities. The music is pretty good. The bad. The game is constantly putting the brakes on the action to exposit. I don't care about any of the characters. Combat and navigation don't flow together very well. That's something that I tried to draw attention to when I played the demo. The gameplay of Forspoken, those are supposed to be amazing. There's supposed to be a high level of fluidity, and it just wasn't there. Magic is flashy, but ultimately weak against bullet-spongy enemies, creating difficult combat through fight length and not actual challenge. I talked about that when we first watched gameplay, and I was told that I was overreacting. I said, listen, everything seems incredibly spongy. It takes her a really long time to kill even the most basic enemies. That doesn't look like a fun content loop to me. I think it's okay to have lengthy mini-boss fights, majors and bosses, but 
Your trash ads, your garden variety enemies just all throughout the world need to be fun to kill and fight. And it didn't look very fun to kill and fight a lot of the enemies. IGN is generally pretty kind and generous in their reviews. There's controversy there. Some of their reviews seem like they're bought and paid for, but they gave it a six, calling it okay. Forspoken's flashy combat and parkour can be fun, but they aren't enough to make its cliche story and bare-bones open world very interesting to explore. We have one here from VG247.com saying, Square Enix's latest RPG experiment feels like it's already on borrowed time. TheVerge.com says, I know that taking this review altogether, Forspoken doesn't seem like the best investment, and I know Square Enix is floundering with promoting the game isn't going to make it fly off the digital shelves, but there's a decent game here, one I enjoyed, and one I hope people will give a chance. That's not a glowing conclusion to your review. We also have TechCrunch saying, it's as if they built the whole game in isolated rooms and forgot to have someone play it and ask important questions like, why is it this way? Why doesn't the camera snap to the next enemy when you defeat one? Why can't you just assign support magic to button combos? Why does it take so long for certain UI items to appear or disappear? Why are the grapple points that shoot you so high that landing causes Cuff to think you've died? (laughs) I was constantly running into things that seemed like they'd have to be caught, they would have been caught in QA or playtesting. TechCrunch said that Square Enix's risky new IP arrives half-baked. I hate to say that I'm not surprised by any of this. All of the red flags were there. Trailers with odd voice acting that didn't seem high production and seemed kind of odd. Some described it as cringy. That's not really an official review word I like to use, but it did feel a little cringy. It didn't feel like something that was high production, AAA, big budget. It felt something like a little slapped together. And then when the gameplay started coming out, many people were saying the world seems uninspired. The the action doesn't seem that great. The Facial animations seem a little awkward and a little stiff, but I was willing to overlook those things if the gameplay delivered. Generally speaking, if the gameplay and the content loop can deliver, I can overlook bad voice acting or automatonic facial animations that look like dead glassy-eyed stares of games of old, but the gameplay loop just didn't deliver. I played the demo and largely was frustrated by the lack of fluidity and flow. Moment to moment combat always felt like I was suddenly having to remember which buttons to mash in which order. And if you failed to do that, everything tended to fall apart. Not only that, traversal felt very truncated by odd refresh times and awkward placements of objects. So that is all I think undergirded beneath everything else that just doesn't hit muster you don't get great performance from the game you're not going to get a very compelling story and it doesn't seem like the gameplay can make up for any of those deficiencies if you like this kind of content that's my show open it's lengthy but i really wanted to give people as much you know research as i could into this make sure and hit subscribe and the bell button if you're in the live audience on youtube smash the like button if you're over there on the ticky talk man thank you for a huge turnout over there as well help us get to 21 subscribers over there you'll get a badge you'll get to use emojis and uh yes i am wearing some new frames today 
and I, I like them. I'm getting a lot of nice compliments on them. These are the Horizon frames from Gamer Advantage. They sent me some new stuff. They sent me some new swag. Like, and, and check out the colors here. They, they, they apparently like our color scheme. The white and the green. Isn't that, doesn't that look so good with the displays back there? Make sure and use code LONO at GamerAdvantage.com if you want to get some nice frames, if you want to get some nice blue light blockings. The Horizons, literally, I don't think they weigh an ounce. They're the lightest frames I have ever worn. Look at the flexibility on these. They weigh nothing. It's the, it's the, most, it's the most comfortable, most lightest pair of frames I think I've ever put on my face. Yeah, I wore these on Friday night during the Friday night stream. I have another new pair I'll show you uh, in tomorrow's stream. So I want to know what you guys think about this. What exactly happened to Forspoken? Like, it has all the hallmarks of a game that should have been great. It seemed like it had a lot of money behind it. It seemed like it was going to be potentially pretty fun. And the more we saw, the more it just seems like another game that just didn't get enough work. Yes, this is an 80s tease uh, shirt. This is this is Venom. You can see there uh, over there on YouTube. This is Venom. And uh, you can use the shirt command on YouTube and it'll take you to the Venom collection. Here, let's get the sub, the member goal up. Let's get alerts turned on. Who wants to be the first member of the day and who wants to be the first coffee order of the day? We're at around 2,000 members right now. We did celebrate with the members over the weekend with the Star Wars watch party. I hung out with Hilly on Friday night. Then my wife and I watched Star Wars Episode 2 with you. If you want another one of those Star Wars watch parties, we got to hit 2,500 members this month. We have slipped a little bit below that. We were at around 2,400 the other day. That will happen with the big gifting that you guys do. So feel free to jump in today to push that number back up. I bet they are patching the demo as a way to get immediate free play testing. To see their patches will make the game more ready for day one. Well, the Forspoken release date is tomorrow. And if you're looking for a reliable Forspoken review, there's a lot of them out there now. Even with their limited review code distribution, they're still not looking very hot. They just aren't. I think it's like you said, no communication between the departments. Right, exactly. Better than your Call of Duty? Why, is somebody in chat like taking up for Call of Duty? Go play if it's so great. Why are you in a Forspoken stream talking about COD? Where Enix has lost their way says Malcolm Flex. Now they've sold Western IPs, and now they're saying they're moving away from the Japanese audience to try to capture the Western audience. It seems like a terrible strategy. I mean, I I wouldn't call it a terrible strategy if they can pull it off. I don't know why, I don't know if they would necessarily turn their back on the Japanese audience. Talk about a massive audience. I, I, I don't think there's a problem with trying to target Western gamers, though. I don't think they've lost their way, says Creature. Is Forspoken just effed? Do we even bother to hope for a No Man's Sky situation? Feels bad for Push Square? Okay, so Push Square says, Right around now, reviews of PS5 console exclusive Forspoken are hitting the web. As the world's biggest independent site dedicated to all things PlayStation, you're probably visiting Push Square to have a look at our own verdict. However, unfortunately, that won't be possible today. In fact, it probably won't be possible for quite some time. It's been fairly well documented now that Square Enix has been very selective with who gets an early review code for Forspoken, and we didn't make the cut. The reason for that isn't fully clear to us, but the bottom line is, we haven't been given early access like every other select media outlets have, and thus we don't have a review for you today. We most certainly did plan on having one 
uh, one before learning of the substantial setback. As of this morning, we received a PS5 code. We shall now try to get our verdict published as soon as possible. However, since this is a big open world game, it's likely going to take some time. Yeah, I kept emailing the 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 the, the marketing team that reached out to me, and I was like, "Yeah, I you know I I, I need an ample amount of time to record." Forspoken gameplay footage. I mean, somebody asking like, oh, like Mike saying, do we see like a No Man's Sky situation? How do you have a No Man's Sky situation with a game that is a single player action adventure game? Like, I don't understand. What are they, they going to do? Do you see what I'm saying, Mike? Like, I'm not trying to shoot this game before it's out of the gate, but it's like you shot yourself. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you didn't even let this game like get out of the door before making it look terrible. Who, who greenlit that voice acting? Like, who did that? Who thought it sounded good? Who who greenlit the gameplay to look the way that it does? Somebody somewhere made these decisions. I didn't even get into the UI. The UI looks terrible. We've been saying this for months. Then we kept getting told that we were being haters. And it's like, well, clearly they know something's not right when they limit how many review outlets can get a forespoken review out the door. They're like, oh, we don't want too many people talking about it. And even the, even with a limited amount of review outlets, it didn't help them. It didn't help them. They're getting fives and sixes. A lot of been talking about the weird fisheye effect. Yeah, we've been talking about that for a while. I trust reviewers generally, says Derek, to do their jobs. I don't, however, trust that the game they played is the same thing we get on day one, let alone a few weeks later. Lucario with a $5 tip through Super Chat says, Square also has a warped sense of what the West wants, which pretty much means betraying their core audience by giving them anything but. Yeah, I mean, no, no. I Did IGN call it good at a 6? No, they called it okay. They didn't call it good. They said it's okay. And then the summary is, Forspoken, Splashy Combat, and Parkour can be fun, but they aren't enough to make its cliche story and bare-bones open world very interesting to explore. I don't. That doesn't sound good to me. Hey, our first member of the day, Tremolo. I would love to see this member count get up there today. Our member goal of 25, if we hit that, I gift five back to say thank you to the community. I would love to hit that today without any gifteds. We'll see if the gifted if the, if the gifted gods can hold off for the morning, and we'll see. But I would love to see many people have been coming back to the show lately saying how much they're enjoying it. Koei going to renew and hit an 11-month milestone. Welcome back. Appreciate that very, very much. It got a 9.5 and a 9. Who gave it that? Who gave, Who's giving it 9s and 9.5s, Mo? I'm not seeing that anywhere. I referenced like six different reviews this morning. I didn't see a 9. Gaming Nexus, did they give it a good score? I've never even heard of that outlet. There we go, 4,000 likes. Hey, thank you so much for 4,000 likes over here on the Tiki Talk. Let's see some more of those members today. I love that little sub button y'all get. Early Forspoken reviews are in. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Gaming Nexus, 9.5. Gaming Trend, 9. CG Magazine, 8.5. Tech Raptor, 8. Washington Post, 8. Yeah, see? But the minute you get to the ones that, we're more, that, that, that we more rely on, right... Game Informer, 7.5. Inverse, 7. Gaming Bolt, 7. Shack News, 6. Coming Soon gave it a 5. Hardcore Gamer gave it a 4. And there it is. Metacritic, 66. Like, you can see right there 
look at the disparity look at the divide between your reviews you have somebody giving it a nine and a half out of ten that's like the highest score a game can virtually get since so few outlets actually give out tens out of ten you got a nine and a half out of ten and then you got companies giving it five sixes and metacritic giving it a 66 see what i'm saying this is what they were hoping for. They were hoping for enough outlets to just play nice and keep getting those codes and spit out an 8 or a 9 so that the general public kept pre-ordering it and buying it on day one because it hasn't gotten great press up to now. When your trailer is described as cringy, when your when your forespoken demo performance is reviewed poorly, you know what I'm saying? Like They knew that they had to try to manipulate the public viewing of this game, and that's exactly what they attempted to do. It's free publicity for your site if you're one of the only ones willing to give it a good score. That's another element to this, Valiant. Hey, five gifted members. Reaper's like, I'm out of patience. No one's hitting the join button. Let's get some members in the door. Casual Grinder got one. On God got one. Gabriel, Ghostface, and Samurai King. Those are all names that I recognize that are here on the regular. The more often you watch my show, the more likely you'll get a gifted member. If we hit 2,500 members before the end of January, we will do another Star Wars watch party next month. We are at about 2,000 members right now. So we we did slip a little bit. We were at the 2,400s. That's going to happen. So don't panic. But we always have those incentives for you as well. Uh, And we celebrated a bunch of those incentives in January. If you're a newer member, you can go back and watch my wife and I play Until Dawn. You can watch our Star Wars Episode 2 watch party. Those are available to you because of how well we did last month. Glad to see you, brother. Always lurking. Thank you, Reaper. I appreciate that. What's good, Uncle Brada? 809 Lion says, Games media feels slighted that review codes were not given. Providing a demo was the right choice. Yeah, but here's the problem, though. Here's the problem. A demo does not give you any sense of early game, mid game, late game. It doesn't give you any sense of story. It doesn't give you any sense of the scope and size of the world, which those are all things that I want to know when I see a game like this. I want to know. Is this game worth playing? Is this game worth exploring? Is this game worth doing all of the extras? Yo, good morning, Feed. I see you in the chat. Dead, Ma- Dead Space Remake will blow this out of the water. Doubt. I-, I would prepare, if I were you, I would prepare for the Dead Space Remake reviews to be pretty lukewarm. I'm, I'm telling you right now. I call my shots, and I've got a pretty great track record right now. I warn people about Goth of Knights. Nailed it. I warn people about this game. Nailed it. Like, I'm telling you right now, Dead Space Remake, I'm, I'm telling you, lukewarm reviews is where that one's going to land. Talica with eight months and it's a VIP. Morning, Lono and chat. Clutching my hot cup of Reforged Roast this morning. Hoping to feel better. Hubby and I both came down with a sickie. Ugh, lucky I'm the only one with symptoms. I am so sorry. That is a massive bummer. Hopefully Reforged Roast can make you bounce back. There's no relationship between Reforged Roast and the sickie, but... Who wants to be the first coffee order of the day? Let's get the bag in the shot. There we go. Let's get it in that shot and in this shot. Look at that. That's perfect placement. That's beautiful product placement. It's our coffee, by the way. Reforgeroast.com is not a sponsor. That's a property of Reforge Media. That's ours. We live in a world of credibility laundering where a dev will happily cite a 2-bit review blog if it says what they want, and in doing so, the 2-bit review blog gains credibility by association. Well, who's going to say that, though? Who's going to say that? Thank you so much for helping me to broaden my knowledge. 
Oh, were you trying to pin that comment for me? I missed it. Of the games industry. Well, thank you very, very much. I appreciate that so, so much. Thank you, everybody, for supporting over here on the Tiki Talk. We appreciate that very, very much. I won't buy this or DS. If you guys are just tuning in, we're talking about Forspoken. There are, right now, good morning, Tyler. You can get a look at plenty. If you're looking for a Forspoken review, there's a bunch out there. I'll give you a quick recap. It ain't looking good, all right? If you guys want a really quick rundown recap of the handful that are out there, I'll give them to you. I agree. I hope for a game trial allowing consumers to play the game. You checking this out tomorrow? I mean, unless there's some other major things going on, I suppose I could play this for a couple hours tomorrow. I just don't know. Like, what's the point? Am I just going to go confirm all the things I already thought about it when I saw the trailers, when I played the demo, right? Like... Is that what's going to go? You know what I'm saying? Like, is that what we're going to deal with? Are we going to, like, I just don't know. We'll see. We'll see what tomorrow holds for us. Gaming Nexus scores. Uh, Dead Space is based on a classic game. It's not really that something, that's why they got a code. They are 68% higher than the average critic. So Gaming Nexus, the game, the, the game outlet that gave, that gave Forspoken a 9.5, a 9.5, they are typically 68% of the time they review score above the critics. So they're a very generous outlet. Gee, I wonder why they got a code. You know what I'm saying? Do it for the lulls. Yeah, right, Parasito. Just do it for the lulls. Like, if if you if you limit, I'm telling you, we, we couldn't run this until today, because this this information hit this information hit on Friday, right? It hit on Friday, and I said, oh my word, there is something fishy going on. If you're going to avoid pretty major outlets, you're like, yeah, don't give one to VGC, uh, don't give one to, um, don't, who, who were all the ones that weighed in? Uh, Skillup weighed in, Skillup said he had like seven, seven outlets saying it, VGC said it, Windows Central said it, it's like, what's going on here? Are you just, just selecting, you know what I mean? Any news on the t-shirt and mug I ordered from the website? Never heard anything after I was told it was being looked into. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Who did you speak with about that? You didn't speak with me about that. Other than a review, uh, watch a Forspoken gameplay stream to form an opinion. You kind of have to give it a fair crack, even though we all know what the result will be in case someone tries to pull the whole day one patch defense. How is Forspoken next gen? That's what I'm saying. I'm not even seeing any evidence of it. Funny enough, Mr. Maddie Plays actually got a review copy. Why would they send one to Maddie? He's like an Xbox Bethesda channel. Why would they do that? That seems like a misfire. ACG and Maddie got them at least, and they crapped all over the game. Yeah, that is crazy that you would send one to ACG and Maddie. Like, I trust Maddie. Let me be. Let me be clear. I've uh, we've responded to some of his stuff. We've quoted him sometimes. I don't think Maddie. Is got a is got a bias that he tries to hide. I also think he's fair. Okay, I've not seen any indication that he's not like fair or or honest. Okay, but that guy's clearly like Bethesda and Xbox, and you sent him a code for a PlayStation exclusive. <laughs> he does everything now, not just Bethesda Xbox. His history is very heavily Bethesda Xbox. I mean, I don't, I don't think he covered God... Did he cover God of War Ragnarok a single time? Like, I remember when God of War Ragnarok was going on. Like, I didn't see any videos from him about it. And I thought, why would you avoid God of War Ragnarok? Well, I went and looked at his channel. I thought, well, that makes perfectly good sense. Matty's a good guy, but he's not the first guy you think of to get a code since he's primarily an Xbox Bethesda channel. That's what I'm saying. 
everybody has a lean and that's totally fine I've never felt like he's tried to hide his lean which is respectable what has more cringe dialogue Forspoken or most JRPGs but JRPGs are of a certain style you almost expect it to be very over the top dialogue you know what I mean yeah I can't do this today I'll be back tomorrow what's the later show today uh let me see I accidentally timed you out for being a douche I, I clicked the wrong button Maddie's an Xbox guy, 100%. Embrace the lean. Uh, you played Gotham Knights for a little and you were right. Why not play Forspoken for a little and leave it at that? Yeah, I think the only issue is we played the demo. And I mean, is this going to be that much more different from the demo? The only reason I'm interested in playing Forspoken is I want to see how they ease you in. I want to see how they ease you into all the abilities. One of the frustrations with the demo was you suddenly have like a ton of abilities and you're like, uh, what? Like, how do I use all these abilities? Like typically in a game, you work your way up to seamlessly weaving all of the abilities together. Like imagine just suddenly arriving and you're just bam, you're in the end game of Horizon Forbidden West or like. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima or even God of War you're like I don't even know what all these abilities do I don't know what I'm supposed to use them I don't really know how you're supposed to chain them together so sure sure I, I, I'd be happy to, to play the beginning and see how it well how it goes you said something about shipping issues and talked to someone in discord which I didn't heard nothing since just want to see if it's coming nothing major spoke with creature on the 1st of November if you spoke with creature then follow up with creature because I can't remember what happened. I I can't remember why you... Are you the one that put in the wrong, like, shipping address or something? There was somebody that did that. Connect with Creature in the Discord. I I obviously can't solve or fix the issue. I don't even handle most of that stuff. Have you done a review of the upcoming Jedi Fallen Order? Well, there are no no, uh, reviews out there of Jedi Survivor, which is Jedi Fallen Order 2. I would love to get early access and, and, and try to post a review. The first Jedi Fallen Order, I gave a glowing review. I think it's well worth playing. It's an amazing story. The action's good. The world is good. It's well worth playing it multiple times on the increased difficulties. Yo, good morning, Sorcerer. I still have the question of how this isn't basically a JRPG, though, because it's an English voice cast. It's an uh, Isekai action RPG. It's right up Square Enix's alley. Just highly disappointing. I could see somebody literally playing Forspoken and putting on the Japanese voice actors and probably having a better experience because then you would just read the lines at the bottom, you know? I downloaded the Forspoken demo twice on my PS5 and both times I only lasted five minutes. It's just not for me. Maybe if I started with less gear and built my way up. That's what I'm saying. Like, I am actually interested in Forspoken gameplay for that reason alone like okay does it does it at least ease you into some of this stuff because it just felt like a mishmash of abilities it's like oh my gosh i have like 18 different things i can do why do they make the main character so annoying acg is generally my go-to reviewer he's more objective than most although he did say wait for a sale on ac origins which has me had me scratching my head he said that about ac origins really i mean not everybody can 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 hit the ball out of the park every time. I mean, he might have swung and missed on that one. Maybe he was concerned that Assassin's Creed fans wouldn't like the big departures and essentially the reboot of the story and the RPG elements. Maybe that was his motivation. Like, listen, you might want to wait for a sale on this one. This feels very different. I'd have to watch the review to see why he said that. That's an odd game to tell people to wait on. It was a it was a great game. 
Skill development pacing is such a deal breaker for me in games. Eurogamer has a pretty well-written review. Where's it land, Eugene? Because I'm looking at uh, comingsoon.net said Forspoken is a deeply flawed experience that jumps from gripping highs to embarrassing lows while all too often occupying the mundane between those extremes. ACG described the fights as being Vaseline smeared battles. For uh, TechCrunch said it's half-baked. Uh, the Verge says you know, it's, they, they tried to make it sound good, but they're like, listen, I know that taking this review altogether for Spoken doesn't seem like the best investment, and I know Square Enix is floundering with promoting the game isn't going to make it fly off the digital shelves, but there's a decent game here. Like, a decent game? Uh, Eurogamer is calling it a slow burner that's not without its charm. Though, again, doesn't sound like a glowing review there sounds like it's another sort of mid sort of a mid lane review IGN gave it a 6 if I have to go to a YouTube tutorial to understand game mechanics in a single player game for me to enjoy it's the devs that failed who's actually surprised listen I I don't enjoy I don't enjoy the current trend right I don't enjoy the current trend. The current trend in my coverage of the games industry is, yeah, this game looks like it's going to be pretty bad. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) And then the game comes out, and I have to be like, yep, this game's pretty bad. Like, I'm not happy about that. I'm not like, yeah, man, that's the kind of video game coverage that I want to be known for. I mean, the only thing I'm hoping, the silver lining, uh, the silver lining in this coverage trend that I'm having to experience as a content creator is that it creates trust with you. That you're like, well, I can trust this guy. He's not going to blow smoke. He's not going to try to make a game sound good that isn't. You know what I mean? I don't listen to reviews. Half the time, they are biased. Well, here's the thing. I will readily admit that all reviews at some level are subjective, okay? But I want you to imagine if 20 people review a game all from different outlets, some are blogs, some are articles, some are YouTubers, and they're all giving the game like a six and a half or a seven and saying that it's not that good, it has performance issues, and they felt rather bored even when the game ran well. I'm just making that up. Just imagine that happens. That's a consensus of, of sorts, right? That's a consensus of sorts that, okay, this game might be kind of boring, might run poorly, right? What about its performance? It's also a big concern. We haven't even looked really at what any of the articles said about performance, right? VG247.com says that the latest RPG experiment from Square Enix feels like it's already on borrowed time. It stumbles out of the block with a slow, awkward opening and barely managed to recover its footings, even 10 hours later. But there's something in Forspoken somewhere. <laughs> oh, golly. Uh, GameSpot.com gave it a 5, called it Mediocre. The game is constantly putting the brakes on the action to exposit. I don't care about any of the characters. Combat and navigation don't flow very well. Magic is flashy, but ultimately weak against bullet spongy enemies. I mean, at every level there, they just took the game to task. 
the moment to moment combat you're fighting spongy enemies the, the moment to moment navigation throughout the world as interwoven with combat doesn't flow well the characters that's the story they don't care about the characters and then pacing they're constantly putting the brakes on the action to exposit right Ronald Mayday says, hit like, subscribe, become a member or gift members and buy some coffee. That'd be amazing. We haven't had a coffee order yet this morning. We already have six members out of the 25 daily member goal. Thank you guys so much. Would you rather no dialogue then? I mean, oh, oh, that's, that's an older question. If you're asking me if I would rather no dialogue, the answer to that question is quite simple. The answer to that question is quite simple. If you're going to do dialogue, it's got to be pretty good. Now, in my show open, I said, listen, the the indie game renaissance that's happening right now, and renaissance just sort of means rebirth, so I'm using that term slightly loosely, but there is this resurgence, this sudden, this meteoric rise in quality and quantity of indie games. There's tons of them. I think that's creating higher expectations for games like this, Right? That's the funny thing. You notice all this about the game, but they got you to pay for it and you can't return it. I, okay. Are you, if you're talking to me, I'm a content creator. So I try to let the public know about these things so the public can save their money. I had numerous people come to me and say, you saved me money on Gotham Knights. Thank you. They're like, you saved me money. And I had, I've had people do that before with other games that I've warned them about. I'm like, I don't know about this one, guys. This one's feeling kind of rough. And there's probably people right now that are going to avoid buying Forspoken either because of my coverage or other people. Got to head off to work, be well, and keep the content coming. Thank you so much, Robert, for hanging out for a little bit over here on the Tiki Talk. Eugene says, I'm definitely waiting for the trial and a sale. I never deleted a demo so fast in my life, says Kenpachi. Wow, there are no PC reviews. That's very concerning. Wait, can we confirm that? Is that true? Is that true? Are there no Forspoken PC reviews available at all? Are these all PS5 reviews only? It's true. All PS5. Well, if that doesn't smell as fishy as fish, (laughs) I couldn't think of anything. Fish smells pretty fishy. What's all this talk about? Uh, You're a bad person. I'm not talking about that. That's not today's topic. We're talking about Forspoken and how it looks like it's an utter disaster. No PC reviews due to the to, to no 4090s. Yeah, nobody has the, the video card that came out three months ago. How would you need a trial if there's a demo? Well, Jason, think about it. The idea being, when you get to play the trial on PlayStation, you get to play the actual installable version of the game it's a time limit as well, so it's not a vertical slice of the game. You would literally play Forspoken from the very beginning. And after two or three hours, it would just stop you from playing. So that's not the same as what a demo is. A demo is a slice of the game that has, you have all these abilities, you're really, you're, you know, you're like midway through the game at that point. My issue with AC Origins was cutscenes were muted and fast forwarded on difficulties. I don't, I, I didn't know that was a thing. No PC reviews were handed out. Maddie plays playing on PS5, and you bet there were no PC reviews. You never played it and gave it a review. That's why I gave pushback. What did I not play and give a review to, Captain? What are you talking about? When have I ever created a review for a game that I didn't play? I would love for you to point me to this video that doesn't exist. 
warning people about games, about concerns, about red flags that I see in them, that's not a review. That's not. People are claiming that I'm doing that with the Dead Space remake. They're like, imagine basing your entire review off of one frame. Like, yeah, imagine watching shorts and thinking you're having like an intellectual engagement with a content piece. Like, it's literally a short. The amount of people that are taking shorts that serious, they 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 ought to touch grass because it's like it's literally a highlight from a stream. It's not a review. You just said do not play for spoken. Oh, I said that. I told people not to play Forspoken. I said that. Can you point me to the timestamp in the stream where I said don't play it? Where did I do that? I'm reading reviews, tracking a history of red flags with the title, and telling people, yeah, if you're going to buy this, you got to know going in with your eyes open. And I'll be honest with you. I'll say it for you. You can clip this. Yeah, don't buy Forspoken in light of what we're seeing. I don't think you should buy it. I think you should wait. Like, waiting to buy a game, waiting to buy a game that's getting the reviews that we're seeing after review distribution was limited? Yeah, my recommendation to you is to hold off. Wait. Watch more people play it. See if they can push out some patches in the first week. I don't know. Yeah, I said I was going to play it because I'm curious about the early game. But, like, I'm not providing a review. If you're summarizing this stream as a review, what what on earth? I'm not doing that. I've not, I've not called this stream a review. It's not on my thumbnail or my title. Like, my title is, it's already a disaster. The game's not even out, and it's already a disaster. Where'd you get that shirt? This shirt is from 80s Tees. 80stees.com. You can use my code LONO over there. This is from their Venom collection. These are new glasses as well. Thank you for asking, Liquid Smoke. These are the Horizon frames from Gamer Advantage. They sent me some new stuff and some new swag, so make sure and use code LONO over there. It supports me. Uh, I've got another pair of frames I can show you guys tomorrow. They sent me some new stuff here. Uh, He's pointing to the reviews. Practical advice. Wait and see. It's not the same as someone saying this game sucks. Don't buy it. That's what I'm saying. This is why opinions are just that. Lona was going off about for uh, Forbidden West combat not being as good, and that was the wildest hot take of last year to me, but I respected that because I'm good at Forbidden West. Be- being good at Horizon Forbidden West is fine. I still thought that the combat didn't evolve higher than it was in the previous uh, in the previous game. It felt bad. It, it didn't it didn't feel like uh, it evolved. It felt spammy and stunlocky, right? This is a dude reporting on what he's seen and read and using context clues. Nothing wrong. Right. Have a good one. Thanks for the quality content. Thank you so much, Phil, for hanging out. I watched your videos on COD Modern Warfare 2, and you're absolutely right about how bad the UI is on that game. I couldn't figure out where to go when I first started. It took me about 15 minutes to figure out the UI. Oh, gosh, yeah. The, call, the COD UI is atrocious. Neither did God of War Ragnarok, but you love that, my guy. <laughs> I I absolutely love the attempt to make it seem as though my criticisms of Horizon Forbidden West were were not equally applied to God of War Ragnarok. You know, I, oh wait, wait, it was. It's so weird. It's so funny. 
if you actually would have watched me play God of War Ragnarok or watched my review of God of War Ragnarok, I mentioned the spammy combat. I mentioned getting hit from out-of-frame enemies. That's crazy that I use the same measure of criticism that I use for Horizon Forbidden West. I use it for God of War Ragnarok. It's almost like I'm consistent and have integrity. That's crazy. That's, that's nuts. It's, 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 weird, it's weird to me. It's almost as if you're falsely summarizing my content and didn't watch it. <laughs> I said similar things about Ragnarok, my friend. That's why I didn't play the second Horizon. The combat in the first one got real stale quickly for me. I didn't say enough innovation to bring me back. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it was... I, I, and the innovation they brought, I didn't like. I thought it was bad. Alright, good to see you, Liquid Smoke. Why is it that when anyone says my guy or my friend, they actually mean the opposite? <laughs> Tell us you didn't watch Lono consistently without telling us you didn't watch Lono consistently. Yeah. I did I did not give God of War Ragnarok universal un, unfettered praise. Like it, I had criticisms of Ragnarok. I actually got a lot of grief because of my criticisms of Ragnarok. Because there are people that worshipped it like a deity. And I was like, nah, there's flaws in this game there's plenty of issues there's plenty of reasons to dislike elements of God of War Ragnarok <clears throat> just like what you like guys sometimes it's that simple be an informed consumer yeah all I'm trying to do is say from moment one this game for spoken there were concerns there were weird things about it like from the very beginning of the marketing cycle And they've not once quieted those red flags. If anything, they just added more. I watch a lot of your commentary, my G. I don't see everything you said, and that's on me. Uh, It's a way to get around the issues you may have had. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Don't, Don't do that then. If you've not seen all of my content, you should have asked the question. I'm gonna help you dialogue better right now. You could have said... Did you say the same thing about God of War Ragnarok? And I would have been like, yes, I did. I had issues with the spam in Ragnarok and the out-of-frame damage. Like, you see what I'm saying? Instead of, you made it sound as though, oh, this guy's not consistent. He criticized Forbidden West, but he loved Ragnarok. You're going to be in a better position as as, as somebody that's trying to dialogue, debate, or discuss if you ask questions first. Like, okay, all right. You criticize Forbidden West. I disagree with your criticisms. Did you say similar things about Ragnarok? And I'm like, yes, I did. And you'd have been like, thank you. And you'd have been like, hey, this guy's consistent. I, I can trust this guy. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't hold back just because he liked Ragnarok more. You know what I mean? Uh, you got that again? So my bad. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. You're you're not you're not in any any hot water chat. We don't need to pile. There's no need to pile. We're having dialogue with somebody. I actually watch your content because you're consistent. Well, thank you, thank you. I get a little defensive. I'm trying not to get so activated by that. It's something that I'm working on, both in therapy, in my relationships, in my parenting, and in my content. Like that's why I just pushed back. I was like, come on, bro. You know what I'm saying? Critics glossed over the combat issues in Ragnarok. Anyone criticizing Lona for that is lying or hasn't played that many action games. Red flags. Oh my gosh, there's red flags about Forspoken. How did you not see any of them? Right? How did you not see any of them? 
I do too. That's why I'm not mad with you or feeling any type of way. Yeah, yeah. We we can we can we can move on from that. That was not a significant tiff, guys. We don't need to stay in this rut. We can we can elevate the conversation and our existence beyond squabbling. Hey Lono, so for Spoken's a mediocre game, mediocre, mediocre game. <laughs> There's not a lot of acres in it. Mediocre, like somebody expected. Uh, it's a new IP and it had risks. I'll slap anyone in chat uh, who goes so far, uh, who goes too far. But you also got to be able to handle a little stick if you misspeak. Yeah, Doobies is fine. He's fine. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's talk about that for a moment, right? Talk about that. Let's talk about new IPs, right? What are your criticisms on Ragnarok? Uh, The incessant dialogue from the NPCs telling you how to solve puzzles. They never shut up during combat. Uh, The combat itself, I think, goes from really good to frustrating and spammy and overuse of -of out-of-frame damage ranged enemies and AoE attacks uh, that lead to combat that just is irritating and not what I would describe as challenging. Some of the combat's pristine and amazing. I think the 1v1 fights are probably some of the best fights in Ragnarok. So I just felt like they... They, they really hurt the quality of the combat by pu- by basically taking what feels like cheap shots uh, some of the times. <clears throat> I also took issues with the pacing and some of the stuff they did with Atreus because first playthrough, yay! Second playthrough, you're going to be like, are you freaking kidding me? I don't want to do this again. So, there you go. Quick flyover. So, let's talk about new IPs. Because Forspoken's a new IP. And what this is going to do is it's going to create this idea, once again, that new IPs flounder. That new IPs struggle. Because, and and this would be the concern, right? Forspoken probably didn't get, I mean, it doesn't seem like they got a very big budget. You know what I mean? It doesn't seem like we got a very big budget for it. Whether you look at the writing, the voice acting, the quality, the production... It seems like they got a more mid-lane budget. And this is going to be a common theme going forward. Companies are going to give less money to a new IP, and then a new IP is going to struggle, and then that's going to justify giving less money to a new IP. (laughs) Do you see? Hogwarts looking... Okay, but Vigil, you have to understand, yes, Hogwarts Legacy is a new IP, it's attached to something that's enormous. That would be like saying, you know, Jedi Fallen Order did great as a new IP. Yeah, and it was attached to Star Wars. So, budget was probably significant. I mean, look at how many actual legitimate actors and voice actors they got for that game. See what I'm saying? More Disney's undoing of the Star Wars galaxy. You think that, that you think Fallen Order did that? What are you referring to? God of War could have easily done a mix of old school, new school combat camera by zooming in as you defeat enemies. The camera alone causes many issues. I do think that they let them cook more so that new IPs could thrive, but yeah, new IPs are risky, so the return might disappoint. I would not consider Elden Ring a new IP. (laughs) Anybody trying to argue that Elden Ring's a new IP, just please don't. You, come on. Be... Don't do that. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine? Can you imagine like, uh, like, uh, you know, Forza, Forza coming out with a new game. And instead of calling it Forza, they call it 
sun, you know, sunset drive-by, and you're like, oh, it's a brand new IP, and they're like, no, it's not. They just decided not to call it Forza. <laughs> I don't know. They took a lot of risk by changing the title. Returnal is a better example of a new IP. Yes. Returnal is a good example, but, but, look at the budget that probably went into Returnal, right? That's that's not a humongous game. Pretty contained game. Pretty contained budget. A single voice actor, for the most part. I mean, Returnal is a work of art. Returnal was the best game of that year. You will never win that argument with me. Returnal was game of the year, the year that it came out. It checks so many more boxes than the other games that that, that were nominated and, and won. Returnal was game of the year. But you can look at it and tell it had a smaller budget than a lot of other titles. You can tell. And it was successful. And it was amazing. Returnal, I actually think Returnal might do better on PC than it did on PlayStation. Because Returnal's a rogue, and rogues do incredibly well in the PC market, and PC platform is significantly larger. The biggest barrier for Returnal's commercial success on PC is the hardware requirements, because the the, the average PC, according to Steam's database, the average PC is going to struggle to run Returnal well. That's its biggest barrier. My biggest concern for Returnal, it's going to have high commercial success for like 16 hours, and then the reviews are going to blast it on Steam runs bad, I can't play it, like, that's gonna be a giant concern that I have for Returnal. We have been streaming for one hour, an amazing turnout this morning. If you guys are enjoying the show, smash that like button. We should have well over 300 likes. We should have close to 400 likes now on YouTube. We've got over 4,000 likes over here on the Tiki Talk. Tyler says, haphazard treatment of a game series uh, that has performed but under-budgeted the sequel. Oh, you're worried they they under-budgeted the sequel with Jedi Survivor? Oh, I I don't know about that. We'll have to wait and see. I certainly hope you are wrong about that. That would be incredibly disappointing. That would be a punch right in the stomach. The Jedi Fallen Order was so good, to undercut the budget on the second game would just be a what? Also, let's see some more members here. We got 6 out of 25 on the daily member goal. If that hits 25, I have to give 5 to the community. And we haven't had a coffee order yet. Who wants to be the first Reforge Roast order of the day? Considering Returnal was 70, which is a little too much. Uh, Have they announced PC specs for Returnal? They have. They're pretty high. Against your opinions, you can definitely feel how you feel about it. But the fact across the years, God of War was always uh, had a favored story. People still argue 2 is the best. Yeah, I'm not going to argue all the God of War games with you. Returnal was worth a 70 to me, but that's purely based on personal enjoyment. I think it's okay to play pay $70 for a game that's truly next-gen. You know what I mean? Is Fallen Order worth buying? Yes. Jedi Fallen Order is worth buying for like five reasons. Great Star Wars story, great combat, good mechanics and gameplay flow amazing replay value and it's part it's canon it's star wars canon lona would forespoken had a better chance of releasing straight to a playstation plus subscription as far as making money how how that'd be better for them if you throw it on playstation plus and people can play it as part of their subscription package what a lump sum from sony and then bunch of bad reviews <clears throat> sony ain't gonna do that and make playstation plus look bad 
You know what I mean? Oh, a centerpiece of PlayStation Plus is for Spoken, and it got a bunch of bad reviews? This is going to reflect poorly on the PlayStation. This is an exclusive title. It's a two-year exclusive. The, for, for many people, Forspoken's a PlayStation exclusive in their mind. They're like, they, they think it's a first-party property piece. They're like, yeah, it's a PlayStation game. I mean, for all intents and purposes, it might as well be with a two-year exclusive. Jedi Fallen Order is free this month on PS Plus. Oh, that's true. That's right. Snag it if you're a PS Plus member. At what point is next-gen no longer a pricing point? Concerned about continual price creep if games are now 70 every two years they go up another 10 or 15 I don't think the market will allow that Parasito it's taken this long to hit 70 and even that's not being exactly well received so I don't think there's a fear of that happening I don't see them being in a couple of years being like yep gotta raise prices again sorry I, I don't think so we, we saw the price of Spider-Man in Steam affect its commercial success because Spider-Man was sold at full price on Steam instead of sold at the $10 discount and it affected its commercial success Victor with 21 months that's a great milestone and it's a VIP member anytime a AAA or AA game doesn't go do a full marketing campaign or at least wide pre-release for reviews I'm immediately suspect says Victor love your show do you ever discuss retro gaming if you become a member on my YouTube channel and you can hang out with me when I do my members only segments with people like when I take my lunch break um, or hang out in the discord because it's members only as well that's a great place to pick my brain about stuff like that. I don't really have the ability to cover retro gaming because unless you firmly plant yourself in the retro gaming vibe as a YouTube channel, no one's going to watch me talk about retro gaming. But I love talking about games I grew up on and and how retro gaming is influencing the indie titles of today. Somebody had a great statement the other day in my stream. They said that indies are having this re- you know this renaissance because it 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 taps into the great games of old with modern amenities like better graphics, save points, more accessible. You know what I mean? So my YouTube is Reforge Gaming. Come over here. You can become a member for five bucks. That is a great way to be like, hey, you know, I want to pick this guy's brain about stuff that I can't do a show about that, if that makes sense. A Reforge Retro channel. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? But what what on earth? When would I have time for that? <laughs> We've had to scrap a handful of projects because we just don't have time for it all. SSJ Gohan with eight months of membership. Welcome back. And it's a member plus. Eugene says price doesn't matter. matter. Purchasing power matters. And that's the larger concern. That's another topic. Yeah, it's taken 20 years to hit $70. What do I think about Wolong? I think Wolong looks too fast for my taste. It's It's for fans of Team Ninja and Neo games. Sekiro is probably the fastest melee based combat game that I've played and enjoyed you go faster than that and you lose me I can't do it I'm either too old or just not cut from the light, the right cloth to play it like it just I feel like I'm like huh what happened in Sekiro I, I could always kind of see what was happening and in the Wolong demo that I played I was like this is too fast as someone who is garbage at fast games you can do Neo 2 almost done with it it's incredible don't do that. Don't try and talk me into it. Don't you do that. Not gonna lie. <clears throat> I'm so hyped about Wolong, but yes, I understand it's not for everyone. Bought Neo 1, got quit midway too hard. I promise you can do it. I don't know. I think I'd rather replay Sekiro or play Ghost of Tsushima on Lethal before playing a Team Ninja game. Afternoon Lono and chat. 
Glad to be back watching live. Work schedule prevented it for the past few weeks. Well, welcome back. Why don't we have 300 likes yet, chat? What's going on here? We have all 600 people. Smash that thumbs up button. Quit edging on the likes. You're making me ask for it. <laughs> I wouldn't pay for this game, says Bobby. It'll probably be on Plus and Game Pass after the first year. No. For a couple of reasons. Number one, it won't be on Game Pass after a year because they have a two-year PlayStation exclusive. And I got news for you. As far as this thing hitting PS Plus, after the reviews coming out now, after listen, it's not going to have a good week. I'm just here to tell you. The Forspoken release date is tomorrow. And I'm here to tell you, it's not going to have a good week. And I don't think Sony's going to want to throw it on the PS Plus anytime soon. Because all people are going to say is, well, yeah, it's, another, it's a great PlayStation game. You know what I mean? Can't wait until MGS is revealed and YouTubers have to admit uh, abandoned was it all along. Blue equals blue point. Box equals MGS. Cardboard box. Oh, I've, I've not made any predictions about that image on Twitter. This game almost seems like it'll flop harder than Anthem. Possible. I don't know. I would argue that Ghost of Tsushima was better than Sekiro. Slow down. <laughs> I Ghost of Tsushima is important to me for many for many reasons. There's like spiritual, psychological reasons why Ghost of Tsushima is an important experience for me. Also, the same could be said for Sekiro. And I don't know if anything tops the melee perfection that is in Sekiro. I don't know. <laughs> I I think Sekiro's in a league on its own, man. I don't, I don't know, bro. Ghost of Tsushima is amazing. Ghost of Tsushima is one of one of the best melee-based action RPGs out there. But Dad Gummit man, Sekiro is Sekiro is art at multiple levels. Sekiro's better than Elden Ring? Oh yeah, by a mile. Like, yeah. Combat wise, yes. Anyone ever tell you that you look like Justin Hammer from Iron Man? Wait, that's that's Sam Rockwell, isn't it? I will I, I've never been told that. I'll take that. That's not a bad compliment. Sam Rockwell's kind of a stud. I wish I could dance as well as he does. Uh, what are your thoughts on GTA 6 when it's coming out? I got nothing about that one. Y'all are pronouncing Sekiro wrong. What, Sekido? Sekido. I mean, it sounds kind of weird when an English-speaking an, in, an English speaking American is like, yeah, man, I really like Sekido. Like, huh? What'd you just say? Right? Like, oh man, I'm gonna go get some burritos later. Like, what? What did you just say? Could you include some queso? Like, it's okay. English spurking? Yeah. I was trying to say English speaking American, and American and speaking came together. Spurking. Spur- spur- spurica. America. Spurkin. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think it's okay for. English speaking people to maintain their accent. I think both are okay, right? I, I think both are okay. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, you gotta include the tomatillos. Like, what? You know what I'm saying? What just happened? Sekiro <laughs> sounds more catchy. Um. 
It's like saying Naruto instead of Naruto. I, yeah, I don't know how they say that one. Uh, how about Unbound? Need for Speed? Do you recommend it? You're not going to get a lot of great input from me on racing games. I don't really play racing games, uh, sports games, or fighting games. Halo no, the reviews have once again failed me. Forspoken sitting at a 69. It's nice. Uh, I really enjoyed Callisto and Days Gone both sitting at a 70. Some reviews positive, lots mixed. Got to see for myself. Okay, hang on a minute though, Shelly. Shelly, come on. Shelly, listen for just a second. Any, does anybody know what that's, remember what that's from? The Shelly, come on. Anyway. Days Gone got rough reviews at launch due to bugs that were later fixed. Days Gone is significantly better with reviews now. Uh, in fact, on Steam, I would I would hazard a guess it's sitting quite a bit higher than that. Uh, let's see here. Um, oh, I did not mean to click on Project Near. Oh gosh, what game is this? It's some waifu game. Ugh. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Days Gone on Steam has a 92% from 34,000 reviews, okay? Now, Callisto deserved its score. Cal- Callisto's poo-poo, okay? It just is, all right? It is it's bad. Lono-sounding Latino. <laughs> Sorry. Um, just brutalize the pronunciation so badly that people ask you to go back to the generic American pronunciation. Yeah. Sicaro. <laughs> Just call it Sekiro, Lono. Stop. My favorite game is Sicaro. What are you saying? Sicaro. Like, that's not that. No, stop it. Um, <clears throat> Black Myth Wukong has me hyped. Yeah, mid, what, mid-launch next year? Summer next year? So here's the thing. If you enjoyed Callisto, that's fine. I think Callisto got a fair score of like a 70 because it just isn't a very great, it's not a very good game. It's beautiful, but it ran poorly. The gameplay is not that good. They made gameplay decisions about combat that aren't that good. It's super linear. You know what I mean? You platted uh, Callisto last weekend. So I'm pretty, apparently I'm playing a better version. Gameplay changes that took place. Here's the thing though, Shelly, even with the fixes... I don't think Callisto is that great of a game. That doesn't mean that you can't enjoy it. That doesn't mean that you can't enjoy it. But if you're okay, what are you trying to say here? Thank you, Night Fury, for sending me big love over here on on the on the Tiki Talk. If you're attempting to say there's something that is like sort of demonstrable in the industry that like, well, the Days Gone got a seventy and Callisto got a seventy, and now we're seeing uh, Forspoken land at a seventy. You know what I would do if I were you? I would still wait for the community to weigh in on this one because I think it's going to land quite a bit lower than Days Gone did. You know? And I don't know. Like, Days Gone needed its bugs fixed. No one was like, this is just a bad game. Like, no one said that. No one, like, that wasn't generally the consensus back then. A $5 tip through Super Chat from East Coast Overlord. Morning, Lolo. Lono, besides big tech requirements, what's up with Forspoken? Uh, boring gameplay that lacks flow, uninteresting story, uninteresting open world. Uh, people are describing it as half baked. It's got performance issues even on the PS5. They limited the review distribution, like review code distribution was limited, hoping that they would get better treatment from the outlets. Right? 
Good morning, London New Glasses. Who dis? Yeah, these are the Horizon frames from uh, Gamer Advantage. <coughs> Excuse me. Callisto launched bad, but it's gotten much better since. Not a masterpiece, but not terrible. I still think some of the gameplay decisions about Callisto are just bad. Saw the IGN review and immediately came here to see the victory lap. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that that's the trends now, right? I hate that that's the trend. Like, Lono called it. Let's go watch the victory lap. I don't like taking victory laps on bad launches of games. Outside, try the demo. See, hearing all these negatives laid against it just makes me want to play it more. I just can't believe that a 2023 AAA game would have these issues. Are Square really this whack? I'm Shelly. Play the demo. A 10 gifted members from my man Zybersword taking us to 16 members for the day. Rojo got one. Mind the Ancient, Brock, CyberDNA, Crowded House, Gabriella Sunrise, Demir, God Howard, Dr. G Nade, and Mantis. I recognize, I think, almost all of those names. Thank you guys so much for being loyal enough to the channel to get a gifted membership. If you guys want to become a member all on your own, it's only five bucks. You get into my members-only Discord. You get into all the members-only content. Uh, You tend to get way more live content from me Monday through Friday because sometimes we don't have enough for two shows, but you still get to hang out with me even when that happens. The same reviewer at IGN gave Cyberpunk a 9. Not the person I'd be running to. That said, uh, plenty of other concerns out out there. Yeah, but Eugene, if they gave Cyberpunk a 9 and they gave this a 6. <laughs> so a guy known for being overly generous with bad games gave it a 6. Moral of the story is, with games over the past year, do not pre-order and wait to see gameplay before you lay down the 70 bucks. Right. I kind of said that in my show open. I said, listen, we're still coming out of the shadow of the sickie. So many games had their production during 2020 and 2021, and likely even 2022, still crawling out from under that shadow. This will not be the last disappointing game release of 2023. We're not out of that shadow yet. We probably will not be out from under the reach of the clutches of that shadow until late 2024 and beyond. Then we'll be able to say, all right, now you can't really make excuses anymore. My copy arrives tomorrow. I enjoyed the demo, so I guess I'll see if the full game is any good. Story aside, was probably garbage, but the traversal and the combat seems fun. I couldn't get into the combat and the traversal for very long. For about an hour, I was like fuddling my way through it, and then eventually I was like, yeah, this just isn't very good. Skill up on that BS these days sometimes, him and Luke Stevens. What's wrong with skill up? I've, I've, I almost universally agree with him. I've watched very few of his videos and been like, Oh, I don't agree with that. Like, what what, what in particular he's, he said or reviewed that makes you think like, oh, yeah, you, you can't really trust him. Like, wh- where? Like, by proxy, he's, he's not a friend of me. But, like, by proxy, like, I would consider him, like, an ally on the platform. Like, we know people that know him. And, like, I don't want people coming in and trashing somebody that... We are in somewhat proximity with. I don't really want you trashing any content creator, personally. Well, the one outlet say Vaseline covered. Yeah, Vaseline smeared battles. Yeah, yeah. ACG described the fights as Vaseline smeared battles. Skill up called Cyberpunk on launch. 
The open world is one of the most living, breathing open worlds in the industry. Hmm. I'm impressed you remember your followers' names. Uh, to the point, if someone changes their names, uh, their name, I'll be like, uh-uh, I don't, who is this? I'll, I recognize when somebody changes their name. I've always had that kind of like memory recall. I don't know what it is, but my wife, it annoyed her when we would study for college. It's not more so I can trust him, but I've noticed I disagree on more of his takes. Let me be clear. I'm not trying to crap on him. Just saying he isn't as consistent as I, re- I was remember. I would just be curious, curious where you parted ways with him recently. Like, what did you watch from him that made you say, yeah, he's, he's missing the mark on this one. Watching the Forspoken demo uh, PS5 on YouTube, it's pretty good. I played it. Uh, you can watch my gameplay of it. I really confused Lono when I went from hashtag Abe to Abe. Yeah, it was really difficult. Yeah, it was really difficult. Especially with the avatar, because I can see Abe's face. Because of, you know... You know, you, you know what I'm trying to say. I still watch him, uh, I, but I'd have to go back and just skim titles since I watched so many of you guys. Give me a sec. Yeah, I'm just curious where you parted ways with him. Go on. <laughs> Ronald, go on. Yeah, say it. <laughs> Give you an understanding. What I, yeah, I'm just curious. Where, where, what did he say recently? I mean, chances are you're not going to agree with any one person 100% of the time. Right. How often do you disagree with me? And is the point of disagreement that, like, I'm not being honest, or is the point of disagreement like we just don't see it from the same vantage point? Gillup not getting a review code early was odd, given his preview was positive. Well, it's not odd, Eugene. If they know that he's going to be like, yeah, my preview is positive, this game's not very good. Like, at some level... You have to see it's not, oh, he already crapped on our game. He's going to crap on it again. It's he's going to be merciless because he liked the demo. I disagree with your face, but I'm still here putting up with it. Paris, that's just unkind. There's no reason to say. <laughs> Didn't skill up say that about Cyberpunk when he played the first three hours of the demo was just beginning of the game. I remember he kind of liked Cyberpunk, but he was also very critical. I don't I didn't follow his his Cyberpunk coverage. I didn't. I didn't. People often cite his review of Cyberpunk. I don't agree with it at all. That's the answer I get most of the time. Only time I disagree with you was Horizon Forbidden West Combat Balance. I didn't watch your uh, Frontiers review, though. I figured you'd be more critical of it. And for that reason, just an example. You didn't watch my Frontier? Like, Sonic Frontiers? I didn't play Sonic. Sonic Frontiers ended up doing better than we all expected. That was actually one where I think I might have been in. I think didn't that one do pretty well? I feel like that one did pretty well. Does the camera angle switch on a timer? It does. I can do it manually. Hi. But it's on a timer. The other review of The Last of Us 2 was not fair in my opinion. Focused on the conversation around the game instead of the actual game. Yeah, I didn't watch that either. It was suspicious because he wasn't allowed to use his own footage uh, and he came across bugs. He knew something was up. My nine-year-old son seems like Sonic Frontiers, but it just looks mad to me. Yeah, I think Sonic Frontiers did did better than we expected. That was one where I really cautioned people against it. We had lots of concerns and it seemed like it did okay. Like people didn't like run into the streets and decry it as a failure or a flop. 
I don't know if it blew the doors off anything, but you put out a review. I thought you did. I always thought it would be a good, not great, but better than the recent installment. I just knew you had reservations. Yeah, I, I, I cautioned people against Sonic Frontiers. Ralph's Cyberpunk review was pretty transparent with the limited time he put in uh, with the limited amount of the game, and his tone on it changed pretty drastically, as did many people's. Yeah, you have to be fair to a reviewer that's very similar to you in your own experience. Everybody thought Cyberpunk was going to be amazing, and if he got like a limited slice of the game and thought, this is showing a lot of promise, this looks pretty good, and then the whole game comes out, and he's like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. You know what I'm saying? Cyberpunk had terrible PC performance, don't rewrite history, Steam reviews said it all. Yeah, it was low 70s. Like, Cyberpunk didn't have an amazing PC launch. It just had a better launch on PC than it had on console. With the upcoming Phantom Liberty DLC for Cyberpunk, will it make the game good? I have no idea. The list of people who had to change their reviews of Cyberpunk uh, had to change it on release as long. There's a reason CD Projekt Red got sued. Yeah, like, they misled people. They misled you, the public. They misled the YouTubers. I mean, Young Yeah took his down. He took his original review down, did he not? I disagree with your feeling about episode two of the, and the prequels. Oh, man, you're you're just in a minority there, though. Lion tweeted at me, and he was like, oh, yeah, episode two is the best one of the bunch. And I was like, I'm sorry, say what now? <laughs> I'm sorry, what did you say? <laughs> I said, I responded to him with the, are you serious, Clark? He's like, are you serious, Clark? My high-end PC almost had no problems with Cyberpunk, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely throw Cyberpunk on a beastly PC back then and probably eat around all those problems. You probably don't even see them. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? As far as Forspoken is concerned, if you're looking for a Forspoken review, there are some out there, but there's none. There is not a single Forspoken PC review right now. So not only did they limit how many Forspoken review codes went out, but they didn't send out a single PC review code. I mean, do we have to say much more than that? I don't think there's much more to say. I think that that pretty much speaks to itself. The real question is why didn't oh, I'm not I don't I don't want to start debating I don't want to start debating movies with you guys. I don't. I don't. You're wrong anyway, so what's the point in talking about? <laughs> um, Skill Up in the previous month of Cyberpunk was praising it, thinking it was going to be ironed out, but it didn't sound the same as the launch version. He was very critical about it. I trust him. No PC reviews allowed is more than sus. That's what I'm saying. That's not fair, Lono. They had to wait for people to buy the 4080s. <laughs> I disagree with Loney all the time. Like, for instance, he thinks that console exclusivity is actually a good thing, and he thought The Last Jedi was a good movie. There it is. Vengeance always has to get that little lie in. Yeah, I actually think console exclusivity is very good for the industry. Yeah. It's excellent. It's it's why you're going to get some good games this year on, on Xbox. It's why you continue to get award-winning games on Sony. First-party exclusives are, are great for the industry. They're really great. Yeah, it's, it's an economically sound plan. If you look at the first-party titles and the developers that have flourished under the format at Sony, I think first-party exclusives have so much in their corner to defend their, their viability and their profitability. 
I don't like paying for exclusivity on like a third party game. I don't like that. I'm I think that's annoying. Save the movie talk for repeat theater. Oh wait, rest in pepperonis repeat theater. That's why reviewers have given amazing scores. They're swimming in 4090s. Oh, Britain reviewers. Right, right, right. thing about The Last Jedi was a joke. Yes, it's a lie. I I absolutely despise that movie, and he always says that it's my favorite. It's just him being silly. On the topic of buying 4080s, what is your opinion on games trying to be more of a technical feat, pushing hardware requirements so much as opposed to creative endeavor? There's a couple of things I don't like about a Parasito. Number one, I believe some dev teams and companies fall into the trap of thinking that that will sell a game. And why like technical innovation should be subservient to the game not the other way around how is forspoken a disaster the demo is great the demo received very very mediocre response and criticism from digital outlets and the reviews are coming in and they're not looking very good and they limited who could review it and they didn't distribute any PC review code so we don't even know the status of this game's quality on PC Fetch Quest Gaming with a $10 Super Chat tip. Forspoken wanted $100 for their deluxe edition on an unproven IP. I don't think so. Thank you so much for the $10 Super Chat tip. Thank you everybody who has gifted members or smash like or smash like over here on the Tiki Talk. If you want to become a subscriber over here, we're at 12 out of 21 of our goal. We're trying to hit 21 members over here. You'll get a little joystick badge. You'll get emojis you can use. It supports me directly. It helps me stream over here as well as stream on YouTube. Thank you everybody who's been supporting the live streams on YouTube. We've been streaming for an hour and a half with no advertisements other than me talking about like, you know, my coffee and my glasses, but I don't literally run ads. And the reason we don't have to do that is because of members. So we appreciate everybody gifting and becoming members. I appreciate tech innovation that includes elegance and efficiency games that require insane hardware feel bloated to me listen this is an axiom that will never be false all is subservient to the content loop all everything the graphics your tech innovation your story your voice actor your ui your menu your writing your mocap it is all subservience to the content loop the content loop is god and the minute that you break from that the minute that you break from that hierarchy you harm your game to varying degrees so if tech innovation isn't subservient to the content loop to the degree that you innovate that tech and to the detriment of the content loop it drags the game's quality down it's a mathematical equation. It is. Loop deity speech incoming. It's true. It's true. This will never be not true. This is one of the tenets of my of my video game cult. Is that if you fail to properly honor and worship the god of the content loop, it will smite you. It's undefeated because the minute the content loop struggles, if there's a lack of fluidity, if there's performance issues, if it causes glitches and bugs, no one says, but it's pretty. 
No one says, but the UI is cool. No one says, oh, but there's a crazy quantity of abilities. No one ever defends a game and says, it's okay that the content loop is suffering because I got better resolution. I got 4K. I got cool lighting effects. Nobody does that. Nobody. And a lot of the times, they can't quantify it. They're not going to say, well, this game sucks because the content loop was disrespected within the hierarchical structure of the game's design, and they focus too much on tech innovation and, uh, you know, telling a story. Nobody's ever going to say it to that degree of nuance. They're just going to say, it feels bad. It feels clunky. It feels sluggish. It is boring. Anytime somebody talks about a game that way, I know that they are being judged mercilessly judged by the god of the content loop. Oh, how I miss Spicy Lono. <laughs> I thought this was a coffee cult. Well, either either cult that you want to you want to support. Just read a review on Steam, read a review on a, on an outlet or a website or listen to a review on YouTube and you can hear it. You're like, "Yep. Content loop suffered. They focused on other things." But when you properly align things and you say, we really want to do tech innovation, let me give you an example with Returnal. So Returnal wanted to tap into tech innovations of the PlayStation 5 for high fidelity graphics, lots of moving parts on the screen, seamless load times between sequences and rooms. And they took that and they said, this is not an entity in and of itself. This must come underneath and serve and uplift the content loop. It, when you do it properly, it creates this this organic, unspoken, intangible thing. It just feels good. It feels crisp. It feels tight. These are the words you will hear people use. There is a fluidity. There's a seamlessness. Right, you'll hear them talk about the content loop in a way when, and then you know, the tech innovations were subservient to the content loop and not the other way around. This conversation is why I'm still excited for Star Citizen. Yes, it's currently buggy, but you can see the roots of the gameplay that they're weaving, and the game is gorgeous. Yeah, there are elements of that game that mm, that I think look very promising. Oh, none are included in it? I would still run it, Creature. I would still run it because plenty of people, plenty of people are going to watch that and be like, oh yeah, this guy called it. I think it's still worth running the rundown. I mean, unless you want to take the opening of this show and use that instead, if you want to take the repurpose angle, because the opening of this show includes it. I think either one, sh- I think either one is shippable. If you wait, if we if we wait too long, the, the the viability of that forespoken upload is dead. Uh, what's the this cost level for spoken? I'm not sure what you're asking me. Never was excited for this game. Same with Redfall. I think it's gonna flop. They give us trash consistently now. I'm really starting to believe that they don't care about us gamers anymore. Support any devs? Yo, what's good, Bellex? DMZ is a great example. The content loop's amazing, but the devs have dragged their heels fixing bugs and crashes, and it's hurting the great loop. That's probably one of the worst things, is when you can sense the good content loop beneath the trash. You're like, come on, man, fix your freaking game. I want to play it. 
Is that what we are now? A coffee cult with dope t-shirts that play video games? I'm in. That's, yeah, that's all you have to do to be a part of our club. Just drink our great coffee and wear awesome t-shirts. Oh, and, and, and get some Gamer Advantage glasses. That as well. DMZ crashes have been bad for a week or so. You can adjust the parameters to some extent, but if you stray too far outside, then you will be bit. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Imagine building a police office simulator and having players issue car parking tickets for three hours. Just imagine. (laughs) That was so stupid. Hilly, Hilly, I had so much fun though. It didn't last as long as we were hoping. Because we couldn't really get into shenanigans. It really it really guardrails you in. Like you can't do some of the stuff we wanted to do. It was still hilarious. Blog post this week will hopefully address it, says Eugene. Square is still suffering from the PS3 era, says Nextuish. Their multimedia initiative was ambitious, but it can really uh, echo when it falls apart. Uh, what is this email? Oh. Like... Why am I getting emails? My wife must be doing something. Um, let me look on the back end. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Find it funny. Modern Warfare really just added Warzone to half the game and charge full price. Speak for yourself. I was very uncomfortable the entire time. <laughs> there are so many reasons why that's funny, but also not. Lono, next endeavor should be hot sauce. Start your mornings with a kick. Yeah, I don't want to get into food. Coffee's in a great place where we, we don't have to worry about all of the regulations and stuff, man. You get into food? No. I don't. What we want right now is a chair sponsor and a PC sponsor and headphone sponsor. Like, I want to I want to get, like, that full suite of sponsorships going rather than get into, like, more of my own stuff. Just charge me half for COD multiplayer. The PS5 performance review for Forspoken ain't looking too good, says Vigil. What should really concern you if like, if right now you're coming to YouTube and you're like, alright, I want to find a trustworthy Forspoken review. You can't find one about PC because they literally didn't send any out. You know what I'm saying? They didn't send any out! So you can't even get one. So if you're on the fence about whether or not you should buy Forspoken, it's really, really hard to establish what it's even going to look like on PC. Because the demo was PS5 only as well, was it not? I mean, you couldn't you couldn't play a demo on PC. I love the fact that after Hilly found the gun, it didn't even take two seconds for him to kill someone. Yeah, just immediate. Is there a player's guide for Star Citizen, or do I have to go to school for four years to play? <laughs> That's one of the reasons I've not touched it. Every time, every time I see that gameplay, I'm like, "Oh, that looks amazing," but I'm like, I'd have no idea what I'm doing. Unregulated coffee. I heard folks found kids drawing in theirs. That's right. That's right. If you order our coffee, it does support uh, a small business. If you guys are watching on uh, on the other platform, on the Tiki Talk, this is what we're talking about here. Reforged Roast. We have a light roast, a dark roast. This is a holiday blend and it is. It is a small business. You're, my wife and kiddos pack it up and ship it to you. It's not some sponsor. And uh, if you're a coffee drinker, you gotta try it at least once because it's uh, it has balanced acidity, which is a great reason to try it. Like, what's that? Well, you'll know when you try it. 
To your earlier point, AAA new IPs flopping like this make shareholder and investors think playing it safe and doing sequels is the way, which is not the gaming community as a whole what they want for the most part. It's like movies where they just keep getting the cookie cutter formula every time. Vicious Cycle continues. Yeah, I said that earlier, Butters. I said they give them less money and then they, they spit out a game that clearly got less money in funding. It does poorly because it got less money in funding, and now they're justified in giving new IPs less money in funding. It's like, okay, well, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, dadgummit. Where are the beans sourced from? All of the answers to those questions are located on reforgeroast.com, where we have uh, all of the flavor profiles listed. I don't have it memorized, but it's all listed on the website. I think the light roast is uh, Mexican beans, and I forget the other one. My last order of Reforge Roast came with a compri- uh, compromising photo of Lono. I'm assuming everyone got that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, funding doesn't fix bad writing. I'm not trying to create an argument this low that you just need to throw money at a game to make it better. But the two are kind of connected to a certain degree. If you give a company a pretty good-sized budget, they can hire better writers. They can hire more writers so that you have more iterations of the content, more eyes on the content. You can hire better voice actors, right? You can. You can you can hit a higher level of quality. It's not a guarantee, but you're certainly making it really hard on a new IP to be good if you if you if you don't give them a good amount of money. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but are you really going to scratch your head and, and, and be like, oh, I can't believe it. Darkest from, uh, South America. Oh, it is. Yeah. There you go. Lack of funding leads to Diablo Immortal. I'm not going to say that. That has nothing to do with why Diablo Immortal is the way that it is. Diablo Immortal is created based on research and development and market analysis of a mobile market that's willing to spend microtransactions and pay to win. Diablo Immortal is not the la- is not a result of lack of funding. It's a, it's a, Diablo Immortal is the result of careful research. <laughs> it's very careful research went into the creation of that game. I had more teachers in my class uh, than students, so I'll play Marauders and Special Ed version of Star C. What? Um, if you don't need alcohol to have a good time, yo, you don't need alcohol to have a good time, but it helps. See also budgets for games. Lono, what blend would you recommend for people who prefer coffee to be closer to a cappuccino? Um, isn't cappuccino like really strong? I you'd probably get the dark roast and do an extra scoop. I would think. I would think you'd do dark roast and do an extra scoop. Because I do four scoops to sixteen ounces. If you did a fifth scoop, it'd probably kick pretty good. It wouldn't it it isn't gonna be hyper strong. Like that's not the kind of coffee we sell. We're not we're not selling, you know, what's the one from Starbucks, like Komodo Dragon. Like it's not gonna it's not gonna smack your mouth with bitterness. The balance acidity is is one of the reasons I think people like it so much. But that's also a reason why if you really wanted to punch your taste buds, it's not really the kind of coffee that we sell. You know what I'm saying? The dark roast is good. It's what it's like my mice, my wife's favorite. I don't know how accurate is the six out of ten. Um, I've not played it, so I don't know how I can say whether or not it's accurate. I'm seeing a consensus from the community that it's landing in a six or a seven. 
there's a handful of commu- you know outlets giving it like a nine and a half. The one outlet that's giving a nine and a half is known for being about sixty eight percent higher than other review outlets. So, is it not possible to give subs in the YouTube app? If you cannot give subs in the YouTube app, mobile app, you can try and update it or just go to a browser. Um, we already have gotten sixteen new members today. At twenty five, I will give five back to the community. So it's for spoken a bad game like everyone said it was going to be. It's sounding like it's somewhere around mediocre to bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's not sounding very good. If you're up to date, you should be able to. Yeah, I've not tried. I've not tried on my mobile device, but... Yeah, GameSpot gave it a 5. IGN gave it a 6. It's got like a 66% on Metacritic. Greg Miller at Kinda Funny said bad, 2 out of 5, and he's usually forgiving. I said that in my show open just in time. I was like, the fact that they're limiting who gets it, like what review outlets get it. It's like most of these review outlets are pretty generous and favorable. You know what I mean? Like they're usually pretty generous and pretty favorable. So if you're limiting review outlet distribution, then you're probably really worried about what people are going to say. Let's show protocol got better scores and forespoken. If that's not a sign of trouble, then I don't know what is. Because Callisto was rough. Real rough at launch. Uh, uh, yeah, and when those people say it sucks... Yeah, when the outlets that are usually pretty generous and pretty charitable are like, nah, this is a bad game, then you better watch out. You better watch out. There's not even a PC review available yet. There isn't. If the content loop was not the focus in development, what was? So, Tommy, one of the reviews had the following to say. TechCrunch said, it's as if they built the whole game in isolated rooms and forgot to have someone play it and ask important questions. Why is it this way? Why doesn't the camera snap to the next enemy when you defeat one? Why can't you assign support magic to button combos? I can probably show this to you. Yeah, here you go. Uh, their, 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 their web design's not so hot. Um, that's the best I can do on the fly. You know, why does it take so long for certain UI uh, items to appear and disappear? You know, why are there, why are there grapple points that shoot you so high that landing causes Cuff to think that you've died? So, like, now they said... You know, it's as if they built the whole game in isolated rooms. With the sickie, this may have been true, which is why I tried to include that in my dialogue. I did. It's like, we're looking at a game that's still coming out of the shadow of 2020 uh, and the sickie. So it's like, that's not making an excuse necessarily, but it's like, at least you can contextually understand why the game feels super compartmentalized. So Tommy, that's my answer to you. The content loop isn't the focus. What was? You have a game that sounds like it got super compartmentalized, so everybody focused on their own thing, and instead of having like a synergistic relationship where the graphics team, the engine team, are saying, "Here's the things we're trying to do," and the people that are in charge of like the gameplay and the content loop are going to say, "Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna run really bad if you do all those things." You know, if the if the if the animation team is building these particle effects and all these animations and all these explosions and they're not properly testing it with the gameplay team, the gameplay team's like, it's really tanking performance, this is gonna be a huge criticism when the game comes out. Well th- do you see what I'm saying? When you build a game like that, 
it's going to feel really truncated and separated. So what about a great game like Star Citizen, but it's just too much to learn? Isn't that an issue too? That's a completely different issue, but that would be an issue of when you have so much breadth and depth that you can't make it consumable or accessible to the average gamer, it's going to make it hard for your game to be a success. You don't want your game to be so complex that understanding it and enjoying it feels like a select cool club of people who've committed to study your game like like a like a degree at college. If they take one word quotes from reviews like fun or interesting, it self-admittedly is a failure. It sounds like a side effect of working from home, which led to poor communication between the different teams. They built individual pieces, and they never made it work together. Seems like a trend. I feel like we've experienced this with many other games recently. That's why in my show open, I said, I don't think this will be the last game to launch like this this year. 2023 is too close to 2020. We are still coming out from underneath that shadow. Hey, good morning, Melrose Mike. That red badge looks so sexy in chat. That's the two-year member badge. Doesn't that look nice, that red? That is very nice. I like it. This could be a PR stunt also. What about this would be a PR stunt? Make that make sense to me. What about limiting the review code distribution, bad reviews, not distributing PC review codes? What about that is PR stunt? What? There's a red badge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of you guys are really close to getting red badges. 343 had a bake sale. (laughs) It's raw. That's how a lot of old fighting games feel. It feels great to be in the select few, but it really hurts sales and genre growth, says uh, Miyako. Fighting games have been trying to become more accessible. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult. Yeah, Vendetta and Hilly, I think once you hit 24 months, you have to roll into the 25th month and then it turns red. Like, you actually have to have 24 months clocked instead of 24 months paid for, if that makes sense. It should be based on when you pay, but whatever. It's literally a calendar timer probably linked to the actual 24-year date. Like, whatever that would be. What is that? The It's probably the 731st day. The day after you get to 730 or literally the moment you do, I don't know. Accessibility is hijacking gaming. Elden Ring didn't conform. It was an amazing game. If you think that Elden Ring didn't make FromSoft games more accessible, then you've not played very many FromSoft games or you're not paying attention. Elden Ring is the probably the single most accessible FromSoft game in existence. From the way they did save points to the bosses and the checkpoints with the statues to the build diversity to the ability to overlevel and and then and then that's not even getting into the discussion about the role of summoning in that game. It is the most accessible, most beatable FromSoft game in existence. And yet it's so very inaccessible. Yes, but even FromSoft tried to move that needle. It didn't conform to the difficulty requests. Well, don't conflate categories. Difficulty settings are not equal to accessibility. 
accessibility doesn't mean difficulty settings accessibility can mean a lot of different things number one right now there's a growing consensus in the gaming community to to increase accessibility with respect to people who are vision impaired motor function impaired and accessibility features for color blindness that accessibility conversation is completely separate when than when we say oh making your game more accessible which means it's just more approachable more playable by the general public and then there's difficulty settings, which honestly have nothing to do with accessibility discussions. One thing I'll say about Forspoken, this tweet says, since I'm not reviewing it, an RPG site hasn't got a code. This is a game that for better or worse, really changed from multiple times during development, especially after Tabata left Square Enix. Oh, we have a thread. People have said to me that the original pitch and plan is unrecognizable in the product as it is now. This happens uh, to many games mid-dev, but Forspoken basically appears to be a uh, particularly extreme case where it really went through the ringer in terms of changing and morphing. What I want to see is if it found an identity in that process or not. To me, outside looking in, it feels like some of the stuff the game has been mocked or criticized for pre-release are symptoms of a title struggling in search of its true identity and vision. That's a good thread. That's a really good thread. Like, 100%. I, 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 I can see all of the signs. It's a video game critic. He owns RPG site. He's the assistant editor for VGC247. So, he's a credible guy. They're also doing those features for idiots, i.e. God of War and Horizon Forbidden West telling you how to solve puzzles. Yeah, but telling you how to solve puzzle is not an accessibility. No. Being paternalistic and handholdy is not accessibility. There's plenty of gaming accessibility advocates that would be insulted by equating those two. I'm not saying you're equating those two. I'm just being saying be careful not to equate those two. Right? Don't equate those two because that's not what people that's 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 not what people would uh, that, are, that that advocate for accessibility in video games. They wouldn't say that that's accessibility. They don't want you to hold their hand to make the game easier. They want to be able to play the game just like you, in spite of whatever their malady is. I can see Forspoken dropping in price quick. Yeah, what a month from now. Does crushing the skill ceiling on a live game sandbox, especially in a competitive environment, count in this conversation? I know what game you're talking about. Um, lowering the skill ceiling in any PvP game, any inv- any competitive environments game, is it's a snake eating its tail. I think. I think anytime you lower skill ceiling and skill expression, especially when you when you you put that lock and step with very extreme or rigid skill-based matchmaking, it's a snake eating its tail because you basically make it really really hard for anybody to enjoy progressing and getting better. So you just shove people out the door once they get to a certain skill threshold, the game becomes unenjoyable. Yo, what's good P Dudley? <clears throat> Yeah, talking to somebody with a missing thumb like they're a moron is not accessibility, right? Like, you can solve the puzzle this way. They're like, I, I don't need that kind of help. I need to be able to enjoy your game, you know, with with my issue of having a motor function impairment. You know what I mean? 
Banned for 48 hours for streaming a game that's been officially released and legally bought. Cool. No, not true. You broke street date. Yeah, no. No. That that is a completely legitimate strike. New Zealand is the 24th. Okay, do do you see when he played it? UTC time? That guy played it prior to New Zealand street date, as far as I can tell. It looks to me like he played it early. What's what's UTC time? What's that called? Is that is that is that coordinated universal time? UTC versus New Zealand. Uh, Wellington, New Zealand is thirteen hours thirteen hours ahead of Universal Time. Oh, so he did he actually legitimately stream it? So he streamed it on Monday at eleven o'clock UTC, and they're thirteen hours ahead. He looks like a UK creator, not New Zealand. Yeah, if he got around, if he got around the time zone thing, like so many people do, and is going to try to claim like, oh, the game's been officially released in New Zealand, they can still hit him because he's not approved to play the game early. You, if if you want to play the game ahead of its street date, you either need to be regionally approved by like actually having an account and and a documented purchase, right? Or or you need to be given the code ahead of time. Zep with thirteen months. Of membership, that's a nice milestone. Agree, accessible games does not mean handholding. I'm annoyed by the handholding in Ragnarok, which otherwise was amazing. Yeah, it was just that was the only that was the main thing that irritated me more than anything in Ragnarok was the handholding. It's just strange when they have everyone playing it on purple now. Yeah, I mean, look, he he puts all of his times in UK, so. You know, F around and find out. You want to mess around with time zone finagling to get into a game early to try to jump on the game so a bunch of people can watch you? Yeah, well, you're going to learn that lots of companies don't like that. Like, you literally have review copies of the game going out with an embargo that dropped at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the 23rd. You played before that time, and you're not a New Zealander. Sit down and take the ban. Ban them all? Why? They're streaming after the embargo, Paul. He streamed prior to the embargo, did he not? He he streamed prior to the embargo. 11 a.m. UTC in Eastern. He streamed it. It looks like he streamed it either 6 in the morning this morning or 6 o'clock last night. You see what I'm saying? He streamed it prior to the embargo. The embargo dropped. Everybody's cool now. Everybody's good. Like there's they're not there's nothing to hide. It sounds like he either streamed it at six this morning or six in the evening yesterday, Eastern time, which is well ahead of when the embargo lifted. Listen, anytime you're gonna do what he did, you know you're walking on a razor wire's edge if the developer or the publisher decides to be like, no, you can't do that. You know you're taking a risk. It's their property, and they're going to protect it from folks seeing it early. They were taking down people leaking the last boss fight. So what do you think? You're in a special category because you're going to claim what's out in New Zealand? What streamer got banned? I, I don't know who he is. 
why is that a problem if a New Zealander can play why can't an American I don't even know if it regionally did they did they do a region based release sometimes they don't even do that we don't know sometimes New Zealand can't play it until it's midnight eastern time like seriously the, not not every game that releases does a rolling uh, a rolling time zone release yo zep who are you, Zep? Did you change your name? I don't know if I have anybody with a gold badge named Zep. Is that you, Zen? Were you Zen a while ago? Zep just gifted 10 members to the community just in time. Orange Cat. What's our volume like today? I just want to make sure I'm not blowing your eardrums out. Um, Adrian, Retro Never Dies. Justin Kirkland, Noctis, Dez, Silvery, Ninx, Denver Walker, Jesse Kruger. You guys all got what does the embargo say? Yeah, the embargo sounds to me like if they're letting everybody publish their their embargo reviews 9 a.m. Eastern, that sounds like when it releases globally. Typically. Or not globally. Hang on. Let's do this. 9 a.m. Eastern in New Zealand. So 9 a.m. Eastern would be 3 a.m. in New Zealand. So that would be three hours after midnight. So even according to that, he he even according to that, he streamed he streamed significantly before it even released in New Zealand. Unless he got a copy early somehow. I don't even know how he did it. It's hard because in the times there's a lot of math involved here. I might be miscalculating. Endeavor hitting a six-month milestone thank you so much we just hit the member goal of the day that's 26 members i'm gonna gift my five now that i owe you guys thank you so much for being here your loyalty determines whether or not you get one and here they come if that hits 50 i have to do it again we hit 2500 we'll do another star wars watch party next month rebels pride boring coma fernando sebastian and Dunk Lar all got a gifted member. Why does New Zealand get special time privilege? They don't get special time privilege. That's just the way that time zones were negotiated and decided probably before any of us were even born or our grandparents were born. And regionally, they will be able to get things before us sometimes because their clock strikes midnight well before ours does. Like... I don't... Couching it is like some kind of a privilege. I mean... I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the times they don't get it as a privilege. They have to wait for us. Again, I've seen this happen. Sometimes you'll literally have a, uh, a global release date tied to Eastern time. What's that feel like in New Zealand, do you think? Right? What's that feel like to New Zealanders to be like, oh, so the game comes out on this date, but not really for us. We have to wait however long. What is it, 18 hours difference or whatever it is? I don't know the difference between us and New Zealand. Is it, is it a whole day of difference? It, oh yeah, we gotta wait. Because, because again, a lot of the times global release dates of games, they tie it to the Eastern time zone. Yeah, sometimes they have to wait a whole day. 18 from east to New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. See what I'm saying? They have to wait almost an entire day. 
Why is it southern? Why is it summer for the southern hemisphere? That's not fair. <laughs> I like when Lono comes across some braid deads in the chat. I was like, yeah, really? Time zone privilege? Why do so many YouTubers have coffee brands? Um, it's just a really, really great value add to your viewers to be able to buy something that they consume on the regular anyway, and it supports you directly. And coffee is just a very sort of booming industry. Um, I'm actually listed as the founder of, you know, Reforge Roast on our website. Uh, some coffee companies can't say that about their founder. <laughs> Doesn't New Zealand live in a constant threat of volcanic eruption? <laughs> Getting to play a game a few hours before you sounds like a good trade. <laughs> might die today. I might get buried under lava, but I got to play a video game early. <laughs> Most people do G Fuel or Advanced GG. My audience probably wouldn't really support a relationship with a company like that. We're we're at an age where most of us are drinking coffee instead of like energy drinks. I wouldn't be opposed to working one if I felt like I trusted their product and thought it was good, but like the company I was going to work with a couple of years ago. So Beautiful country though. <laughs> Is it at least fun? Okay, so for those of you that are tuning in for a Forspoken review, I have not played it, but there are Forspoken reviews available. Currently, there is no Forspoken PC review anywhere. They did not distribute any PC codes. It does release tomorrow. Okay, The reviews are landing in the 6s and the 7s. Some are hitting fives. Now, there are some outlets giving it like nine and a halfs and nines, but those outlets are known for traditionally being like the one outlet's known for being 68% higher than the rest of the review critics out there. So it's not doing very well. They also limited the number of forespoken review codes that were distributed. So even with trying to limit the number of people who could play it early and put out a full review, even doing that, they didn't necessarily, you know, limit the damage here like it's just not doing very well not getting great scores yo good morning immortal turtle heard the 10 minute intro i want to add that i find it really sus that they really limited the review codes to me it shows a lack of confidence in the product i think most of us are at the age where the only thing that doesn't destroy our guts is coffee well some people can't drink coffee uh because of how acidic it is and i've had two different people that can't drink coffee because of the acidity tell me that they can drink Reforge Roast because of the balanced acidity. So I've had two different people tell me that. Variety says combat is great in Forspoken and it shines. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If all you're looking for is a positive review of a game to affirm your desire to play it, you can do that with every game that comes out. So go right ahead. You can find a review right now that claims that the game's amazing and it's a masterpiece. The general consensus is leaning towards pretty mediocre, if not bad. So, like again, if you're literally just going to use confirmation bias to find a review that tells you what you want to hear, you can do that with every game that comes out, right? More than likely, you're going to buy a lot of bad games if you do that. For me, I could care less about Metacritic. No one can tell me how I'm going to feel about a game. I have to experience it myself. Uh, and from the demo, it was not bad. I think you were trying to say. I mean, 
when TechCrunch says it's half-baked, when VG247 says it's on borrowed time, when IGN gives it a 6, when GameSpot gives it a 5, when ACG says that the, the fights are like Vaseline-smeared battles, I think you've got enough to go on to be like, yeah, this game might have some issues. It might not be that great. Rissick says, it's nice to see other people pick up the member goals. Yeah, poor Rissick, man. He was carrying the member goals on his back a couple of days, man. It is, I agree. It's nice to see other people jump in. Thank you, everybody that is doing that. Uh, our man Zep. Did Zep answer me on the name change, by the way? Um, I asked that way up here. Used to be Jimmy Page. Got it. I get the name now. Zep. Short for Zeppelin. Got it. 15 different reviews are being critical, but one review didn't completely crap on it, so it can't be that bad. Right, exactly. Like, you're always going to be able to find people. You're always going to be able to find people giving a game praise. You just are. It's not, you know what I'm saying? It's not hard. I'm from the future, and Lono, split screen's making a comeback in 2023. I don't know why you guys keep asking for split screen. It didn't get great support. It didn't. It's just, I, it's, that's like, that's, that'd be like my version of fan service. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just wasn't supported. You need to play it, uh, yes, you need to play it for yourself to know for sure. The question isn't, will I like it? The question is, do I want to spend full price to find out that these reviews, uh, with these reviews, I don't want to spend 70. It's short for Zep brand again. <laughs> I usually let reviews help me to pull the trigger on games that I'm interested in. We live in an economy where $70 is kind of a lot of money for entertainment, so yeah. That's another thing to consider, Lewis, exactly. I don't need a bad open-world experience after playing Ragnarok and the Horizon series. Are you uh, After playing through Ragnarok and the Horizon series, the last thing I need is a bad o- open-world. So you're saying that those were so good that you don't want to have a bad experience, or were you saying they weren't good experiences? I have to admit, all your channels got kind of confusing. All of my channels got kind of confusing. When? When? Your account was created in November of last year. So it's a three-month-old account. So, in the last three months, what, uh, what, what channels, what number of channels that I created really confused you? I'm interested in what you have to say on your very fresh account. Oh, you're saying, Big Crunk, you're saying exactly they were amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. $70 for minimum 20 hours of entertainment. That's a bargain. You thought the last three months were confusing. Try the last two and a half years. That's what I'm saying. We've we've consolidated and recently not really sent anybody anywhere. We've been doing... The only thing, the only significant change we made recently was instead of sending you to another channel for reactions, we brought reactions to come live here. Because you really couldn't put live content and upload content in the same place. It was challenging, and now they're making it easier. I don't know how that's confusing, but maybe that's what was confusing. Bait? It seems like bait, yes. They're dialing in a critical trope from years and months past where we had to make a bunch of changes, and they're doing it on a three-month-old account. They also came in and sort of baited the coffee question. Why do so many content creators do coffee? Lono, the Brick Abbey is cracked to me. I'm glad people are enjoying the Brick Abbey. That's a Lego channel for those of you that don't know. 
In last 12 months, I played Horizon Forbidden West, Elden Ring, God of War, and Spider-Man 2018. And within the next 12 months, I'll be playing Horizon Forbidden West DLC, Miles, and Spider-Man 2. I can't justify a day one full price for this game. It's not even close to approaching that. I call them uh, game casino games now. As long as I can listen to music and play the looter, uh, or whatever they call it, I'm good. I'm not sure what you mean. You're saying as long as you can like just shut your brain off and run around and play it, you're good? Thanks for the membership. Greetings from Argentina. Congrats on the World Cup and welcome. I introduced uh, one of my buddies to the Brick Abbey. He really in, he's really into Legos. Yeah, man, that little channel is just humming along. It's just humming along. It's doing well. We don't we don't promote it a whole lot, and uh, we're just letting fans of Legos kind of organically find it on uh, on YouTube. It's doing it's doing fine. Okay, the Digital Foundry tech review is out. I've discussed the good and the bad, but there are other elements that can be either good or bad, and it starts with image quality and technical performance. When deciding on the target resolution, the team decided to use a dynamic resolution combined with AMD's FSR2, which is to upscale to either 1440p in performance mode or 2160 in the other two modes. The issue is that the internal resolution from which FSR2 works is often quite low. The internal resolution scales to a minimum of 50% on which axis, which means performance mode, which targets 1440 via FSR2, can dip as low as 720p. The quality mode can dip to 1080 while ray tracing is right in the middle of the two. I would say quality and ray tracing modes both produce generally acceptable image quality with only busy scenes exhibiting noticeable noise and fizzle. The performance mode, however, can exhibit exceptionally poor image quality at times, which is unexpected for a current gen only release. That's all I need to hear. I'm that that's such a fair breakdown. You know what I'm saying? It's such a fair breakdown. 10 months from Lewis. Great work, man. Literally have never supported YouTube creators in this way, but you've earned it. Happy member here. Thank you, Lewis, for jumping back in. The game needs to be something special to drop $70 on it or I'll wait for a sale, says Big Crunk over here. Are all of your coffee single origin or are they blends? Uh, One, I, one of them's a blend, isn't it? I've, I've not checked the flavor profiles in a while uh, about the coffee. Um, do 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 do. The light roast is multi origin, the dark roast is single origin, and the frickmas is single origin. So, our holiday blend and our dark roast are both single origin, while the light roast is multi origin. Can't even watch YouTube on the mobile at 720 anymore. Yeah, that's rough. That's down there. That That's down there. That's hurting. I don't know if I'm misreading this, but some of these only uh, Xbox only fans are crazy. Always trying to make the other side look bad for them to feel better. I really hope Starfield is at 110 Metacritic or they're going to lose it. If not, they'll probably make an excuse. What's this guy saying? 
need that same energy. One is day one Game Pass that was widely played game and loved. The other is a PS5 game that was paid to keep off of Xbox for two years, which is being compared to Starfield this year to prop up Sony's weak AAA lineup compared to Xbox Robust. Wait. He thinks that's... He thinks that... That guy actually legitimately thinks that Forspoken is being propped up as the AAA competition with Xbox this year. <laughs> That's what he thinks. Man, wait till he sees Spider-Man 2. <laughs> wait till he sees Arriving Forbidden West DLC. I don't, since when is Forspoken viewed as the AAA competition to Xbox this year? And Xbox doesn't have any AAA launches yet. So let's just wait and see what happens. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Anyone who cheers low review scores are morons? Yeah, I don't cheer low review scores. Low review scores to me are are a somber, disappointing thing. It's like, well, this is a bummer. You know, we were hoping this game was going to be good. Xbox has a huge leadership problem. Mo says WTF. That's what I'm saying. Like, even if Xbox has a solid year... No one was looking to Forspoken to be the PlayStation equivalent or like, that's PlayStation's AAA offering this year? What are you talking about? According to who? Who said that? Theoretically, any AAA game dropped in this competition with other AAA titles, but bringing that point up is kind of mood. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand where the guy's coming from. And High on Life did very, very well. It, it didn't get good reviews from the critics, but it got like an 8 from the community. Forspoken looks mid as F, like Plague Tale. I just don't understand how these high-res games expecting W's. Well, it's not even about the high-res. It's just, I don't know. Whoever has offered up Forspoken as an answer to Starfield? Nobody. I haven't seen a single person anywhere saying that, like, Forspoken is Sony's answer to Starfield. As of right now, PlayStation AAA is Spider-Man 2, but I think they got something under their sleeve. I mean, Sony Sony has been very consistent. Like, they were really consistent. You had Ratchet and Clank and Returnal. You had a bunch of games get upgraded with, you know, director's cuts. Then last year, you had Horizon Forbidden West and God of War Ragnarok. And there might be one that I'm missing. There was Gran Turismo also last year. I just, I think they've been very consistent. Like, and if this year, maybe they have less AAA games. Are we really going to do that thing where somebody loses like 10 games in a row and finally wins one game and wants to talk big like Microsoft has had a very weak AAA showing for year multiple years in a row if they suddenly launch more AAA games than Sony are you really going to try to do some kind of dunk victory dance like really like are you kidding me 2023 is uh, a quiet year for Sony right we don't know. They haven't done a state of play yet. They haven't really talked about the year yet. I don't know. I don't think they're only doing Spider-Man 2. Like, I really would like Microsoft to have a big year. But if they finally have a big year with AAA releases, that's not some kind of an own or a dunk on Sony. It's like, thanks for finally doing a good job? <laughs> Thanks for not being asleep at the wheel. Like, multiple years in a row now, you've released almost nothing. Like, what? Dance stream? 
Oh, we never got close to a dance stream, Hilly. We're we're we need to get uh, 2,500 for a Star Wars stream next year. 3,000 is the dance stream. We were in the 2,400s over the weekend. We had a big dip. We're in the 2,000s now. We we lost about 400 people over the weekend. That's normal when you guys go gifting crazy. A, a month later, there's a big drop off. They dropped a 2023 trailer a few days ago, but some of the games are cross-platform. Oh, don't forget about Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, they got Final Fantasy 16 and Spider-Man 2. Final Fantasy 16 stands to win Game of the Year, as far as we can tell. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I you you want to you want to run to Forspoken, you know, sure. But. Your job is to give us good games, that's it. We buy your platform, you give us good things to do on it. Game of the Year is going to go to Minecraft Dungeons. I think you meant to put Minecraft Legends. Dungeons is already out. I'll pay 70 for Starfield. Don't talk whoever said that. Xbox had nothing last year, so you have no right to say anything about Sony this year. Time for Xbox to catch up on release to be realistic. That's what I'm saying, like, if Xbox has a really strong AAA year... Good for you for catching up to what Sony's been doing for a couple of years already. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? It's I don't understand. Like, you're really going to try and dunk on Sony if they have less AAA presence this year? I really wish Jedi Fallen Survivor, <laughs> Fallen Survivor came out the same month as Starfield. So people can see what a dope game really is. Well, we don't have any idea what the quality of Starfield's going to be. And Jedi Survivor is a single-player action-adventure RPG. It's not even remotely comparable to the size and scope of what Starfield's trying to be. With all the automated responses from NPCs, the number of dialogue options, build options for your character, as well as build options for your 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 ship. I, they're, they're, those games are not equal in any sense. There's no reason to compare them. Yeah, I've seen that trailer. Yeah, upcoming games in 2023. Yeah, and a lot of those games were multi-plat. Like, you know, they put frickin' you know, AC Mirage in there. You know what I mean? I said the other day, when I did a Forspoken Performance Concerns video, I said, this is going to reflect poorly on Sony. I said that. I said, this is going to reflect poorly on Sony. Because people are going to look to... Uh, Forspoken, and they're going to say that's a, that's a Sony title. They're not going to say, oh, it's a third-party title with a two-year exclusive. They're like, no, that's a Sony title. Starfield supposedly has put out a good bit of info regarding some of their core systems, as seen on a couple of Space Game YouTube channels I watch. I feel like those people are rehashing things that we've already covered and heard, though. I've not seen anything new in my feeds. I've seen people rehashing, you know. I mean, you got... You got Colt out here literally putting out a video that says huge update. There was no huge Starfield update at all. Like, just, it's so hard right now. Anybody covering Starfield and claiming there's like big updates and new info, that there isn't. They're rehashing stuff that we already know. Whether it's how many lines of dialogue there are, how the dialogue will work, how how persuading people will work, uh, how questing will work, how factions will work. That's, we've, no, we've known all of that. None of that's new information, but... The, the news the news cycles dry so they're rehashing old info everybody does it I'm not trying to throw shade but that that's it's easy to to see those thumbnails and think oh yeah there's a bunch of new info available homie starfield's been so good to us I'd be covering any new information that came out if it was substantive and new 
And yes, somebody asked earlier, I don't know if they're still here. We will be covering the Xbox showcase on January the 25th. Yes. And I'm excited to see what they have to say. As far as Forspoken is concerned, I hope people see like a game heavily associated with the Sony platform, a PlayStation exclusive that is representing the PlayStation brand this year looks bad. And I'm out here telling you that. Anybody that's like, this is a Sony PlayStation fanboy channel. Okay, I now have two Forspoken videos. The first one last week, not the first one, but the one last week is likely why I never got my code. I had a video called Forspoken Performance Concerns. And then today, this is a disaster in the making. That's probably why I didn't get my code. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they're like, you can't give that guy a code. How much damage does this Forspoken do for having a person of color as the protagonist of a game, if at all? I don't see anybody drawing those lines. I don't see anybody connecting those lines at all. Like, Deathloop did, and nobody looked at Deathloop and said, oh, this is a big win for having, like, the lead character being a black person. Like, I don't think anybody does that these days. Anybody who's against it is 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 ironically a minority in the gaming community. Like, if someone's like, oh, I'm not gonna play as a whatever well like I hate to break it to you cupcake you're in the minority most people don't care they just want to play a good game yeah Miles Morales would be proof that like people don't care people would play the ever loving snot out of a Black Panther game like that these things don't they don't measure in the grand scheme of a game's commercial success yo Denver Walker thanks so much for doing a member plus welcome back in like I just I in general, if a game is good, no one's going to be like, oh, but you have to play as a woman or you have to play as a black man. Like, the gaming community at large, listen, I'm going to tell you something right now. A lot of the people that click farm hate and people who are unkind and say nasty stuff, they're literally an agent of the hate. You have to see through that, right? There are streamers who can't wait for someone to call them a slur. They can't wait. So they can farm the clip for tons of clicks and notoriety. And it's not a majority in the gaming community. Anonymous cowards who say really nasty things in game chat or or leave nasty remarks on YouTube, stop putting a spotlight on them. Just let them shrivel in the dark where they belong. Like, if you want to call out somebody who's legit crossing lines and being terrible and you want to like be like, hey, can we get this person banned? if they're using their platform, but to like literally be like, yep, here's another clip of some Randy on the internet calling me something nasty. You're, you're literally just, you're just a merchant of hate. You're just not the one saying it. You're the one selling it. it you know what I'm saying? Like a bunch of impressions and ad revenue off of somebody calling you something nasty. You have to be able to see through that. They make it seem much larger than it is. Is it terrible? Yeah. Should people be punished for doing it? Of course. Do you need to do you need to clip it and put it on Twitter and make a YouTube video about it to grift on your own hate experiences? I don't think so, and I think you make it seem bigger than it is. I think he's asking the opposite opposite. Does a bad game featuring a black protagonist damage the cause? Well, what cause would that be? 
you're not the one saying it you're the one selling it what an apt way to put it yeah you got to see through the veil man some of these content creators they're they're so see-through they're like a wet piece of tissue paper you can see right through them if you pay attention to answer the question robert if in general we want to say it's good to have variety in games you know, I like playing games as a woman. I think it's awesome. I love playing in Tomb Raider and I love playing Horizon Forbidden West, right? If Horizon Forbidden West would have been really bad, would that have been like, yep, that's a setback for having strong female protagonists? Probably not. Probably not. If Miles Morales would have been bad, would people have been like, yep, that's a huge setback for having nice, strong you know, black male lead characters. I don't think so. I think in general, most people look at a game and critique it for what it is rather than the things that are attached to it. Does that make sense? Like, if, if we're wanting to see that, like, I'll be honest with you, I, I don't want to play every single game as some macho, big Duke Nukem-esque white guy, and that has nothing to do with race. It's just, it's fun to play as characters from different places. Even if it's just like like playing as Bayek in Assassin's Creed Origins, just being able to play as an Egyptian dude. He looks different, he sounds different, he talks different than me. That's a fun experience, right? Like that's that, I enjoy that. It, even, if, even if that's your goal, if that's your aim, I don't think those aims are somehow dis, uh, disrupted or short-circuited by having a bad game launch. Because I don't think most people connect those dots. This game was bad. Yep. Yep, it's because of the main character. What? No. I don't, there are people that are going to do that. I guarantee you, you're going to see, you will see this. You'll see go woke, go broke. You'll see people say that about Forspoken. Because they associate having the lead character diverge from what's more common. What's more common? Lead white man. That's more common. There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. I think people over-criticize that. I think they do. But when you diverge from that norm, or what's more common, people say, you're being woke. And it's like, well, how? what? How do we know that? How do we know they're not just telling an awesome story? And that's what they decided to do. They decided to grab a, a woman from the Bronx, or, you know, a man from India. Like, who cares where they're from or what they look like? Is the game good? That's all I care about. I wasn't like, I don't know if I'm going to be comfortable playing as a Japanese man in feudal Japan. I don't, no one thinks like that. Ghost of Tsushima was just good. Like, when you, you when you play as Bayek, you're not like, I just don't know if I'm going to be comfortable playing as an Egyptian man. What the frick? N- no one thinks like that. The only people who talk like that are, like, simplistically minded people who think in tribalistic ways. And they don't matter because they don't really determine the value of a product and they certainly aren't worth listening to. And they don't represent the majority of the gaming community. They don't. If you look at the commercial success of games, that's not what really lends itself to success. What lends itself to success is the game being awesome. Like, movies are working the same way. Shows are working the same way. If a movie or a show is really good, are people, like, analyzing the cast? Probably not. 
there are shows and movies that have attempted to go the pandering route and it hasn't gone well for them that is something that has happened for sure but that doesn't mean every single game that decides to have a main character that's a woman or a different you know race than white that doesn't mean that they're pandering does that make sense you can you can almost tell when it's a cheap virtue grab and when it's not. I think it's it's easily distinguishable. I think the simple minded have a hard time distinguishing between the two. They think everything is is that. They think everything is diversity dust. That's what I call it. When you do when you do diversity for the sake of diversity instead of just telling a great story, you're like, "No, no, 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 no. We have to make sure that we have every cascade of race in our game." Well, come on. That that just starts to feel silly. It feels it feels canned and forced. I just wish I could be a green person in games. So, yeah, I, I like if, if Forspoken's going to do anything, I think it's going to make people more hesitant to support new IPs. I think it's going to make people a little bit more hesitant to support really you know another open world RPG, right? Like a bit another open world RPG that sort of just dials in video game cliches. I think that's what's going to probably be more of a of a of a reverberation from this game not doing well. I don't think people are going to be like, "Yeah, we're going to we're going to see less, you know, black female leads in in future titles." I I don't think so. Yeah, there's plenty of people who will intentionally play as a female character because they prefer they prefer to look at a more well-rounded backside. Like I don't get that because it's a video game, but everyone's different. Even the pandering is a product of terrible writing, nothing to do with who you pick to play your characters. DCU recasts Hawkman as black, and he's still a great character. Who you are doesn't matter unless the character needs a typecasting. Yeah, there are times where it can go aground. Like, I have concerns about the Wheel of Time Season 2 because of this, because they're doing things that run contrary to actual story elements that are super important. There are, there are literal story elements in the Wheel of Time tied to what people look like. It's not something that's just immaterial or, or not important. And that's a concern. But most of the time, you play a video game and they decide to go with a lead character like Frey in Forspoken. I have no problem with that. The first time I saw footage of it, I thought she looked dope. I thought she looked sick. Her outfit was all like flowing robes. I thought she looked like a real person because she's based off of a real actress. I thought, that's a great character. I want to play as that character. I felt similar things the first time I saw Aloy. Aloy's got this big flowing head of red hair but she's also somehow fighting against high-tech beings but she's dressed almost more indigenous and tribal like she doesn't have advanced like armor on and yet her weaponry is also kind of high you know high tech it seemed like a really cool game from moment one i wasn't like i don't know if i want to play as a woman like you know what i'm saying i'm waiting to watch the last of us so i can binge it yeah 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 we're on we're working our way through all the Star Trek stuff on Paramount. I don't want to add another subscription service and watch one episode a week. So, I hope that that you know, Forspoken can do okay, right, commercially. Cuz 
you know, a lot of people worked on the title, and for all intents and purposes, it should be a good game. But, what are you doing? Oh. Chickeny? Very chickeny. Yeah. Give me one second, Jet. You're so bad. ACG says to wait for a deep di- di- discount. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I, it, it's one of those things where I'm, I am not that guy. Like, I'm not, I'm typically not trying to, you know, hurt or harm a game or bash a game. It, it, most of the time, I am just trying to draw awareness to whether or not I think a game is worth your time or to like hold off and be careful and i think generally speaking you know these 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 games that we're seeing lately that are sort of struggling i think it's it's there are plenty of warning signs during the marketing phases that justify all of all of the concern there's plenty of there's plenty of things to look at and say oh wow the warning signs are there so you know i'm bummed because I thought this one looked good and really promising in its early stages, and you know, it it, it it's looking like it's going to be you know a dud. It's just, I don't think it's going to do well commercially. Uh, I don't think it's going to I don't think it's going to fare. Um, I don't think it's going to fare all that well personally. Um, so it's it's a bummer, but it that's where that's where this thing's going to end up. I think I th- I am going to try it. I know people are probably going to want to see. Look, unless a bunch of crazy things happen. Uh, you know, before tomorrow, and we have we have too strong of a news stories uh, to go with. Then yes, we will uh, we will be covering this tomorrow. I'll play it. Uh, it'll it won't be the first show of the day. The first show of the day is always a talk show, um, and so that that's going to continue. We're going to do our talk show tomorrow, uh, and then we'll you know we'll we'll probably send you to an upload. And then I'll hang out with members for a little bit, and then I'll come back and do gameplay. Um, so right now, I have a really, really good reaction video that I want to send you guys to before I hang out with the members. So Halo is getting taken to the cleaners, and you know it's just bad and unfortunate. And a lot of former employees were weighing in, and now journalists and, and writers are weighing in and saying, you know, this game didn't deserve this. So I reacted to an article saying ultimately that Halo Infinite deserved better uh, than failure. I thought it would be a great video in light of what we already covered, kind of like take up for the game and be like, this is a huge bummer. So listen, if you're not a member, now's a great time to become one. I'm going to redirect you and send you to the Halo video. If you prefer not to ride the redirect, I'll put a link in chat. If you're watching over on the Tiki Talk, you can come join us at Reforge Gaming on YouTube and become a member. Once the premiere is over, it'll send you to a members-only stream so we can kind of hang out, talk about the weekend, talk about everything that's been going on. I don't have a second talk show today because the news kind of dried up a teeny bit, and I didn't want to do a second lengthy talk show about Halo. I had already done two different shows about it, so I thought this would be a good reaction video, though. There's a link in chat if you prefer to head to the video on your own. If not, this video will end and send you over there. So I'll see you over there in that premiere. And then after the premiere, I'll see you in a members-only stream as well. So stick around. Don't go anywhere. Enjoy. 
this video, me reacting to an article about Halo Infinite and why it deserved better. And then I'll see you guys in members. So I'll see you in the chat of the premiere as well. So click the link in chat or ride the redirect to the next video. If redirect messes up, just come back to my channel. It'll be the featured video.